Welcome to episode number 33 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, that's my lucky number. Oh, the bird of podcasts. We're coming to you live, I guess, from the Palace of Virtue. It is I, the man who got expelled from the old school, Chris Parsoa, alongside always my tag team partner, the 10th wonder of the world, Justin Strem, and joining us again, Mr. Get Your Pen Ready himself, John Tremblay. How are we doing, boys? Hey, hello. Why don't you tell the people about your 33 superstition and what a miracle it is that you stand with us today. Well, I can't believe you put me on the spot like that. <laughs> but there was a rumor for a while that I would be dead by the time I was 33. I don't know who kept putting me in the ground like that, but now here Pete? I am. Pete? Yes. Pete, Pac Ram, <laughs> Brian Martinello. You know who you are! Shambly was haunted by the number 33 for quite some time, so the fact that he's now 35, I mean... Yeah. That's two more years than we were uh, expecting, in a way. You know, I blinked and I turned 35. Yeah. Now you're getting married. Holy shit. You outlived Kurt Cobain. You did. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. John Morrison. We're not going to start talking about wrestlers you outlived, because we don't have that kind of time. (laughs) And we're a wrestling podcast. Have you done that show yet? No, and we're not going to. Um, This week's episode is... You call it top ten guilty pleasures. I kind of like top ten things that kind of failed, but I loved anyways. Yeah. Strand that kind of the same. It's yeah. your Simon Dean list, basically. Right. Basically, what I call it is the top ten gimmicks or storylines you loved but didn't get over. Nobody liked. Fizzled out. Failures. Well, I thought we were picking wrestlers, too. Could that be... Gimmicks. Yeah, yeah gimmicks, storylines. I'm almost all gimmicks. All right. It's a cavalcade of... I picked a few wrestlers that I said, you know, these guys, I loved them. They yep. could, I thought they should have been over. Some got injured. Some just kind of faded away. Yeah. I actually have one current product wow. thing that I don't think is working as well as it could be. And I am a big fan, so... I have one guy on the current... Two guys on the current roster, too, Oh really? Yeah. I've, I'm gonna. I have a guess on who yours might be. Does, oh. does he do this? Uh, no. Actually. No. He's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, that's a good one. He's just. He just called it. <laughs> does Nancy want to be on the podcast? Yeah, Aunt Nancy is calling me. So. Nah. Um, Aunt Nancy, who's your favorite wrestler? Stan Stasiak. <laughs> Dead. Um. But before we get to the list, Extreme Rules is this Sunday. Ten matches on the card. Let's play our old, the old prediction game. We haven't done that in a while because yeah, we failed to be a lot. A, a pay per view every time we do one of these. Yeah, we uh, we record every two weeks, and it seems like there's a pay per view every three yeah. or four. So yeah, it's crazy. We find a way. Just added to the card yesterday, the revival to defend the Raw Tag Team Titles against the Usos. That's good for them. I didn't even know they were the uh, Tag Team Champions. Still, yeah, they've been Tag Champions for about a month. Yeah, seems like a bit of a throwaway, although that that getting added late is interesting. Um, I'm going to go with the Revival. Me too. I think the Usos have this one in the bag. Yeah? Or uh, <coughs> or they'll have one in the bag while they're driving down the road, <laughs> get arrested before the pay-per-view, and still show up at the Royal Rumble. I mean, the... Uh... Yeah, still get the titles. <laughs> the Royal Rumble, that was like a shoe-in. Like, they, they yeah. got pulled over for drunk driving. Yeah. And somehow they still won. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre. Last man standing match, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. I'm going with uh, Pete's favorite wrestler, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, they can play up the injury angle because Strowman's been in the hospital allegedly all week. And um, Lashley really needs the gusto. So I'm going with Lashley. I got some bad news for the both of you. 
Braun Strowman. <laughs> they are repackaging Braun Strowman back to his old destroyer ways, and it starts off this Sunday when he's the last man standing. I was the last man standing. United States Championship, Rico Chet, or yes. Ricochet, as some people like to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that his real name, Rico Chet? That'd be pretty good. Yeah, that's what I call <laughs> Or Rick O'Shea. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Oh, well, he doesn't look very Irish. <laughs> Against the phenomenal AJ Styles. What? Like, how far has AJ Styles fallen? Like, this, this is guy... the United States title. And he's Actually, he's getting, he's getting a push right now. He I used to say. be the WWE champion. Right. And now he's... Now he's going for a secondary title. One tier below, you know? And it'll only be a matter of time before he's fighting for that universal title. Yeah. But I'm I'm going with Ricochet on this one. He's not going to lose the belt. So I don't know who's going to win, but Ricochet retains. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I'm going to take AJ Styles in this one because, you know, he's got the help from the Good Brothers... And they seem they seem to be uh, reinvigorating him with this. They got to give him a bit of a stable. So even if it's a dirty one and they don't let him get the title, I'm going to go with AJ. I agree. It's too soon to lose. And once again, another guy who just got repackaged into you know. So you're going with Rick Tuckett? No, I'm going with uh, AJ. AJ. It's too soon. Too soon to lose for AJ, who just reunited with the uh, I mean the club. Right. right. And uh, but Ricochet just got the title. That's the other. That's a flip. Who gives a fuck about Ricochet? <laughs> oh, who cares? The internet does. Congratulations! You had one match against Will Ospreay. It skyrocketed your career. Wow. Cesaro <laughs> versus Aleister Black. This was a weird one. Like I watched the promo on SmackDown when he came in and he sat down. He hovered around the chair like I do at work. Big musical chairs. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. It's going to be a good match. I know Pete doesn't like Cesaro, but, you know, I don't know what, what to say if about If this that. match was on Raw, under Heyman's you know, blanket, I would say Cesaro's a shoo-in. Right. But since this is SmackDown, this is Eric Bischoff's territory, I'm going to say Aleister Black. I like that, Carl. I'm going to concur. I'm going to go with Cesaro, actually. Oh, my. Strem, you ignorant slut. Yeah. I mean, Cesaro... Needs a win more than Aleister Black, in my opinion. I don't think so. Aleister Black hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania, I don't think so. I think Aleister Black. Yeah, that's true. But no, he wrestled. He wrestled. Uh, he got hurt after him and Ricochet were on the Raw and SmackDown for like a month after uh, WrestleMania. That was before WrestleMania, because <coughs> we were at the Raw and we saw them beat the Revival. There's basically a no, week before WrestleMania. Right. That's right. I stand corrected, bitch. <laughs> you were there. God damn. <laughs> He wasn't paying attention. I was. I was actually. I was over there. <laughs> For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus Earth's Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and <laughs> Rowan. I think this is where Heavy Machinery gets gets their uh, gold. Wow, I'm shocked that Daniel Bryan just came out of hiding. I feel like he's been missing for a couple of weeks on SmackDown. He's yeah. been there every week. All right. <laughs> you could just say him by watching. I'm gonna actually stay. I'm gonna say Rowan and Daniel Bryan keep the titles a bit longer. You're on the side of Earth. Earth. I don't know. Uh, Otis had a convincing win, but usually if you win before the pay per view, yeah, you're not I mean, gonna win. A bad sign. Uh, I'm gonna go with Earth as well. For the 205 Live Cruiserweight Championship. Next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, wait, who's fighting for it? Drew Gulak 
Yeah. Defends against the former champion Tony Nese. Really? This is the homeless guy who showed up on uh, Raw, uh, SmackDown going to show up? Oh, Cedric Taylor's a hitter? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I'm going to say Drew Gulak retains. Yeah, he just got it. I don't know who the fuck these people are, so I'm going to say uh, Drew Gulak. <laughs> oh, good. That's the first unanimous choice. Drew Polak. <laughs> In the ultimate who gives a shit match, the Undertaker. That was the last match! No, <laughs> Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon and Drew what? McIntyre. Are they, are they editing or censoring? No, it's just the way the network goes. Sometimes it kicks out of orbit. Against uh, Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Yeah, um, I mean, it's got to be Undertaker and Reigns, right? Yeah, I'm going to say Kevin Owens. Costs Shane McMahon. Ah, I do love the Kevin Owens. I refuse to talk about this match until you give Shane McMahon a proper introduction. (laughs) I'm sorry. Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and the best in the world! (laughs) We're waving our arms, you can't see it. McMahon! I love it. Alright, that's that's my favorite part of uh, uh Shut up! <laughs> the God of Hellfire's trying The God to... of Hellfire's trying to ruin the damn show again. He's uh, going to bed very early tonight, apparently. Yeah, he's gotta go to sleep. He must be watching the Red Sox game. Oh my gosh. Um well that is my favorite part of wrestling at the moment. Shane McMahon just being an absolute asshole to Mike yeah. Rome. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pick the, not Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, I'm going to pick the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think that was a unanimous one too. Yep. <laughs> I, even though Shane is, I disagree with him, his existence at the moment. It's 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 going to start to end soon. Yeah. Kevin Owens will take care of that. Okay. Yeah. I disagree with his existence at the moment, but I, I, I find him very entertaining. Austin McMahon, Owens McMahon. That's what this is going to be. Wow, I hope so. That would be great. And it's going to lead to my prediction for the SummerSlam main event on SmackDown, but we'll get there shortly. All right, cool. I dig Bailey it. versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a 2-on-1 handicap match for the SmackDown women's title. This is a weird one. I think this is going to lead to the return of Sasha Banks. Ooh. And I think somehow Nikki Cross is going to end up pinning Bailey. And Alexa's going to get mad at her, and that's going to be how they go down the road of them breaking up. I, I don't know. They seem like really good friends at the moment. You know, Nikki <laughs> Cross seems very sincere when she talks about my good friend, well, my ex-girlfriend Alexa. <laughs> uh, my ex-girlfriend and future wife Alexa. Um, I mean, Alexa's you know, like, very nice to Nikki. I don't know what Stephanie thinks. Can I, can I tell you guys <laughs> something? I had a dream I finally Big made it. Nikki Cross. You had a dream what? I finally made it. Ah. Oh, Good. That was good. That was the Sasha Banks song. No, yeah, no, it took me a second, but that was a good one. I thought that you were talking about your dream that you hooked up with Alexa. <laughs> oh, so. my God. That's... Uh, <coughs> all right. Caitlin, hi. Um, uh, I'm going to go with um, Bailey because I think, like you said, Sasha's going to show up. I do think it'd be too soon to have Alexa and Nikki, you know, turn on each other. Well, this I, would be the start of it. Can I take a side yeah. right now? Um we're watching Fall Brawl 95 in the background. How long is this match between Pillman and Miro? Like, this is the opening match. This should have been, like, done already. This is back when men were men. You know? Yeah. You and they think, weren't on the pre-show. You don't think men are men now? 
No. We're men with dinosaurs. Oh! Hey. The views of Justin's friend. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all, um, exactly. What are you thinking on this match? Gender fluidity, John Trim. I think called. it's Nikki Cross. It's weird. I know. It's weird. But then they have to share the title? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I can't see them sharing. You know what? Actually, because of that stipulation, I'm going to say Alexa Bliss. Because then she's going to say, oh, Nikki, you helped me. And I'm, you know, we're we're the champion. Almost like, uh... We are the tag team champions. The, no, I am the tag team champion. I am the tag team You got it wrong. You got it wrong. That's right. I got it completely wrong. In what I'm saying is not the main event. Winners take all. The man and the man's man against yeah. the Baron and the lady. Ah, uh, man. What a dumb match. And I love... I really like all four involved. You really like one of them, though. I really do like one of them, especially. Actually, I like two of them. Okay. Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go with Baron and... Uh, you think Baron Corbin's going to be the universal champion? Now, no, how long they're not going to win. How long after the fall does Lesnar come out and cash in on Corbin? Oh, that would be pretty awesome. Because it's winner take all. So if yeah. Lacey pins Becky, Corbin gets the universal title and Lacey gets the women's title. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty good. See, so Strim didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, good. Just double noggin knocker. So, I mean, I'm only picking that up with my heart. Obviously, the, the money is on Seth and... Um, well, that's okay, Justin, because I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Becky Lynch is the it girl. Seth Rollins is the it guy. They're going over. They're I know, keeping the belts. I know, I know. They're not going to take the belt off Becky Lynch right now. Seth, whatever, but yeah, Becky's still the hot commodity. Right. She'll probably be the cover athlete for WWE 2K20. If that comes out, there's rumors that that's not going to happen this year. It's in process. <laughs> Insider. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the coward's way out and say Brock Lesnar's gonna win at the end of the night. <laughs> wow. Well, that's not the answer. But there's a match, and then that's another match. That's certainly Brock Lesnar comes out, cashes in his money in the bank. Does he bring Sable? Pins Seth Rollins, and Lacey wins the women's title, but Corbin doesn't win the universal title. Wow. I, you know what? I like it, but um, WWE is not into making sense these days. Especially on Raw when they kicked it off with the uh, the intergender match and Becky Lynch pinned Selena Vega. And then they said, okay, Selena Vega's out of the match and Becky can't wrestle anymore because the other woman's out of the match. Right, right. It made no goddamn sense. <laughs> and then Selena Vega was in the match more than Becky Lynch because she's the heel. Right. Oh my god, that was the dumbest thing. That was pretty stupid. Raw is really the struggling to... Going on this whole commercial break. Starting Monday, Monday, July 15th, things are going to get better. Fresh storylines. Heyman's really in charge. Here we go, sir. Yeah, this whole match ending before and after, uh, before the breaks is is really screwing them. And now they're making these two out of three falls things and these elimination matches. Like, come on. Just, just... If a match ends during the break, whatever. Ugh. Have that happen once in a while with a match people don't care about. Yeah, I, right. I don't care. I don't, like, I, I've accepted the, the fact that uh, the, the match will not end during commercial break. Right. I've accepted that for the last 25 or, years. Or if it does, they'll just show the replay a thousand times like they do with the opening segment every time. Yeah. The reset. You know what they should do to make it seem more real? Have a match end during commercial break. Pretend like you're rushing back from like one of your top sponsors and tell them, hey, what's hotter than this? We're cutting the Snickers break. 
to you know, come in right. and show a, a, well, get a continental championship changing hands. There you go. I mean, we talked about it on the top ten things. Do I have to pr- do, I have to do everything for this company? God damn! No, you're just you. You were listening to the ten count top ten fakest things about wrestling. Top ten dumb fake things or things that make you not believe. Like Rick Flair being champion. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in the true main event of Extreme Rules. <laughs> Wait, there's another match? The Samoan dynasty begins when Samoa Joe dethrones old cave chest himself, Mm. Kofi Kingston, to set up the SummerSlam main event, Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. I prefer anti-bitch tits, not caved in chest. Wow, you you think this is the end for Kofi, huh? I think... I don't know. I think Big E... Costs Kofi the championship. Ooh. And then Xavier's got to choose a side. Yep. And at the next pay-per-view, Bumble fucks or whatever they call it. Oh my god, Tombstone! Tilt the world, Tombstone. Um, At the next pay-per-view, we get Big E versus Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods as the guest referee. Okay. And Samoa Joe... Walks out of Extreme Rules on Justin Strem's birthday. Yes. The WWE champion. Wow. You know what? I like it, so I'm going to go with it. I think it's Joe's time. Wow. But, you know, Kofi did give the middle finger the other day. Do you think he gave that off script, like a last gasp of, like, I can be edgy, I can be cool? No, that was a from Winchester. coming back to the Attitude Era a little bit. Yeah. Well, I like Joe, and I like Kofi to kind of, you know, sorry, Kofi. We all liked you before WrestleMania. Now it's time for you to <coughs> drift away. Make like Elias' theme song. Why don't you make like a tree and get the fuck out of here? Leave <laughs> you moron. <laughs> so that's Extreme Rules. Wow, digging it. Do they keep moving all these pay-per-views? Am I insane? Wasn't this like in December at one point? Or was that TLC? That was TLC. Okay. They flipped TLC and Night of Champions, I think. Gotcha. But yeah, Extreme Rules has always been... They got a that night of champions. I don't like the matches where there's no champions. It's, it doesn't. It goes against the pay per view. They've got enough title belts where they, you're right. They do should just be championship matches. They should, in fact, they should fill in if they have not enough time. They should have the twenty four seven championship have like five or six matches or have the NXT title on the line. Give them a. Give them I a like I like putting the NXT titles on like an occasional main roster pay per view. Right. I do that uh, periodically in my uh, <coughs> WWE 2K19 um, universe. I was, um, speaking of the 24-7 title, I was Where? listening to R-Truth on Edge and Christian's Pod of Awesomeness. Oh. And they were talking about the 24-7 rule, and when he beat Drake Maverick at his wedding, Truth's idea was to wear a wedding dress and be under the veil, like we joked about. Yeah. Oh, Truth actually had that idea, and then said no. Because then you're trying to be funny. Whereas, like, if, oh, you're, yeah. like, if you, like, are hiding under her dress, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, 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 when you try to be funny, you, then you're making it a joke. Whereas, like, it's funny, so it isn't. Yeah. I, I like, get that logic. Our, our truth has been a joke since he came to the Royal Rumble and put a ladder up. Right. <laughs> but, but the logic behind, like, I'm going to get him at his wedding and it will be funny... Like, rather than, if I'm wearing a dress, I'm trying to be funny. He should have put Carmella in the wedding dress. And then Drake Maverick could have, should have just shrugged his shoulders and said, Ah, any girl will do. Drake Maverick's great. I love his wife. 
She's awesome. Yeah. For a yeah, non, she's a, for a non wrestler. She's well. It's been a push for her too. She is a wrestler. She is a wrestler. She was in the May Young Classic two years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm in for a real wrestling. I don't think. Like yeah, like like the real world cup, not the one that just happened. Twenty yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> sorry, 20, sorry, Megan Rapone. Twenty minutes flat, actually. Get your pet ready. What? I want to get you a t-shirt. What are you? What are you? I mean, I I'm not offended, but uh, I'll take. I it. mean, we can't be we in 2019. We can't be saying that yeah. the women's world cup isn't the real world cup. <laughs> You're gonna leave like this ten in times the revenue. You gotta leave this in now. <laughs> so, uh, twenty minutes flat. But how long did we just talk for? What is it? Twenty uh, thirty now? Yeah. Okay. So basically, you can cut out the twentieth minute of our okay. recording. Yep. You guys are really going. The no, best. I'm glad we brought up the May Young Classic though, because I <laughs> want to talk about fabulous Moolah, and I went against my own uh, beliefs. When we kind of talked about her and we said she was a, a pimp and all these things. Yes. It was just a headline. I watched the documentary that had many different angles on Vice about Fabulous Moolah. And oh, you watch Vice News? No. This is a documentary behind the uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. That's, is that Vice? And Yeah. yeah. Viceland. Okay. Vice Great Land. network. And basically, it sounds like Moolah was not the greatest person in the world. Her boyfriend or husband or whatever he was was certainly a, a dink, but she was not literally going around whoring women out and selling them off. And uh, I just think it's kind of shitty that they took away the name of Fabulous Moolah. Uh, the trophy? Or whatever it was. Trophy, yeah. The Battle Royal. Battle Royal. The Fallopian Because trophy. there was one article and then a bunch of, you know, people who want to pat themselves on the back like Barry Horowitz get get the Twitter mob out is he alive and they yes. want to be righteous so I apologize to you Mula. I know you uh, weren't I'm shouting at you to, in hell <laughs> well, well you bring up so now you've just cracked the icebergs from this is 2019 with a facts don't matter anyone right. anyone with a pen the fastest one to the internet is the news, not the journalist. The journalist is the fastest one with the, with, to the internet. Well, the news. I agree. And if the WWE wants to venture back to this uh, Attitude Era-esque, they're going to have a lot of this to deal with. Right. I, it, I. That's why I think it's one of the reasons it's not a great idea. But it's more that... I don't know. The the outrage culture and people who want to just feel superior to others makes me crazy. That's right. Like you just did by writing something down. No, no. I'm just writing, making a note for myself. Thank you. I don't want to Delete everything right. John Trumley says no, to make myself look smarter. That's not, what I, that's not what I did. I about win at you once again. Because I'm going to talk the rest of the night. <laughs> this isn't wrestling related. This match is still going on, yeah, by the way. I'm, I'm concerned for Brian <laughs> They Pillman's got five health. more minutes for the TV title. I'm concerned for Brian Pillman's health. I don't think he's going to be okay in the future. Son of a bitch. Breaking news. September 27, 2019, the new album from Steel Panther, Heavy Metal Rules, comes out. Wow. With the single, All I Want to Do is Fuck. Wow. Parentheses. <laughs> wait. Parentheses. Myself tonight. <laughs> so about a month into my relationship with Caitlin Mowbray, my future wife, uh, my good friend and I, Pete Carapatsis, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. 305 Live, Mr. 305 Live himself, 
went to a Steel Panthers concert and I sent her a few snaps. And I think she watched it with her friends, her family, and she goes, What is this guy telling me? Sometimes the only way is the back door. <laughs> I love Steel Panther, and if they come around again soon, we're gonna see him. I, I, I love, especially them. I like any concert at the House of Blues. Yeah, it's like old school. House, like, of, House of Blues Boston is where a wheel wheelchaired fella in his wheelchair got crowd surfed to the front of the stage. That's Steel fantastic. Panther. That's amazing. Gotta love Steel Panther. So we were just watching PWG clips, which is based in LA. And actually, Steel Panther, I think, has a standing monthly, like the second Friday of every month at the Viper Room. Ooh. So we should just go to L.A. for one weekend and catch some of this crap. Cool. On you. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, we're going to crash your old apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! We're going to go see a friend who, who was trying to text that woman, her favorite wrestler, his favorite That's wrestler. Right. Oh, yeah, Chris. The question from last week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I finally I a, listened to the whole podcast. I need a follow up on that. I will. I will. That's right. You need to get us one. Yeah. <laughs> she turns out she ignored him like ninety five percent of women on online dating, and I just have to say, I'm only five feet tall. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> women tell me to go die on dating sites. You know, be, you know, it would be a great ending to the story if she's like, "No, faggot." I said, "Rule on hey. Dave Schultz and Mark Schultz." I'm talking about wrestling. That would be awesome. That would be great. Well, maybe he could have gone with Kurt Angle then to be safe. That would have, yeah, that'll hedge both of your bets. Yeah. All right, it's time to get to the list. Let's do I, it. Uh, I left the trivia questions at home, or at work, I should say, so we don't have trivia challenge this week. Oh, damn it. And, um... <laughs> we can't look like fools. We get one out of ten questions this time. And I, I left the box of, um, Dear Warrior letters at, at oh, home, too, no. so we don't have a Dear Warrior this week. You just don't want to wake up right. fire. I feel like we're not going to sync up as, as uh, much as past lists, so we'll get to... Probably not. So we'll, get to talk. we'll find a way to spread this out. If we did, you're all as weird as me. All right. Speaking of being weird, Jonathan, number ten, Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. Yeah. What an angle! Oh my god, I could have lived it. It was like Jerry Springer comes to wrestling. <laughs> um, I think it was a few weeks, right? They they kept hinting that Vince McMahon had an illegitimate son, and they were going to announce the, the results live on Raw. Everyone yeah. came out to the ring. Well, everyone. Wasn't a top guy, except for, <laughs> except for Triple H. Right? I was there, by the way. They, they revealed that at the Garden. Really, really. I, I love, I love when they do it. Like the, uh, the higher power to the, the Garden. This is like, but what was the impetus of it? I can't remember. Like, I think who, it, how did I, you find out? About I think it? it made up for when he fake died. This was supposed to be the end, but <laughs> Mister Kennedy was supposed me. to be it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was funny because it came down to like Triple H in the ring. And yeah. everyone thought that Vince McMahon was Triple H's biological father, which would be weird because he's married to Vince McMahon's biological daughter. Right. Stephanie McMahon, shut up, boobs. And uh, <laughs> it turns up. out that it was none other than Hornswoggle. <laughs> As many, many of the 2010 gimmicks have ended, yes. it's wound up being Hornswoggle. I don't think it was, it was 2007, I'm sorry. As many as the late 2000s, uh, it was Hornswoggle uh, under the ring. Uh, uh, it was just the. Did you like that payoff though? Because that to me is the is the piece that matters. So I hated it. My thing is, I love the comedy of it. 
Yeah. Like the most strongest willed man, 70 years old, still hits the gym every day, and his son is a, is a little person. Mm. I'm sorry, they didn't reveal his son See? on that Raw. See, okay. That was in Green... I mean, in Boston. That was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. But... <laughs> I remember being at Raw during part of the storyline, so it might have been the week before. I think it was a few, and they carried it out for a few weeks. Yeah. And then and then it came out to, like, Vince was uh, in his corner for a couple of matches. It, yeah. it, they, he, like, kept letting him down. And, oh, my God. And they then, doubled down on it. Yeah. Like a lot of and then it led to a moment I talked about on the show, when JBL beat the shit oh, out of one yeah. in a cage. Yes. Yes. That could have been in there too. You have to go out there so, and defend my honor. Yeah, I was pretty pissed about the illegitimate child. I was, I was excited about the story. For yourself. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. You just pick some random schlub from the audience. But I was disappointed when it was Hornswoggle. Um, that was the answer to everything in like from like. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. So the raw I'm talking about was from August 27th, so two weeks prior. And that was when Randy Orton kicked Cena's dad in the head. <laughs> that was great. Don't tell me this match ends in a double countout. I think it probably will. Oh my it's god! WCW. This was a great match, though. These guys. I can't believe Kenny Powers was the ref. We're watching uh, Wild Man Mark Merrow versus Brian Pillman. I don't think still. I don't think he was Mark Merrow at the time. Was it Johnny B. Bad? Johnny B. Bad. Marry me, Johnny B. Bad. He looks like uh, if Rick Martell and Rick Rude had a love child. I hate those steps. And. Yeah, good stuff. So yeah, mine was uh, Hornswoggle is Vince McMahon's son. All right, I dig it. My number 10 is a stable. Ooh. The right <laughs> censor. Wow, I think I brushed upon that in my honorable mention, actually. Val Venus. I love the right to censor. First of all, I hate anybody who would rather make other people not able to watch something Yes. Then turn it off. Yes. The, the right to censor is a good be, point. It, it's still going on today. It's, it's actually It's just today. the left media. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate, I That's absolutely hate people like that do that. I thought it was a great way to use Stephen Richards, who was a good talent with a great... At some point they mm-hmm. said Stephen Richards could have been the next Shawn Michaels. They said he you know was, how many next Shawn Michaels there have been? But Stephen Richards was. He had the same build, same... Uh, hair, yeah. same mullet, yeah. Well, does he have the same hair today? No. Does he have, does he have the same dead eye? No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but he could talk. They had Ivory be the anti-Bron oh, panties yeah. woman. Yeah. And you know what? I think that made her hotter when it they really covered did. her up. It really did. Right. They get, It gave Bull Buchanan yep. something to do. And then you got to take the two most, you know... The, defi- the defining characters of the Attitude Era, the pimp and the porn star, yeah. and clean them up. The good father. Just as a fuck you to the yeah. censorship groups. Yeah. I loved it. You know, and they had the most annoying entrance music of all time. I lo- it, It's like Cesaro's on crack. Right. It, warning. Warning. Yeah. Wee, wee. And it's Cyrus. I loved it. I loved it. So, it actually made my um, least favorite gimmicks. I so remember that. I can't be a hypocrite and say... I, I like it now. I like the concept of it. Um, I hated the theme. The theme song really just sticks out in my memory. It's so grating and so terrible. And, um, you know, it seemed to me at the time like just a, a, a spot for five or six people to have on the card. But you make a good case for it. Oh, please don't. No, no, no. Uh, oh. I love it. All right, it's a good one. Uh, I mentioned it last week when I said uh, 
uh, Kalo Mustafa into the Godfather because I like the right. I, I like the transformation to the Good Father because most pimps become reformed street prophets. Right. Speaking of the street prophets, under the great night on Raw for the yeah for the NXT street Tag Team Champions, they aggravate the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is that? Well, well, why do they aggravate you? I don't like wrestlers. That it's funny. You the, the revival doesn't aggravate you. I don't like guys that drink out of solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed to party. So speaking of not liking something for uh, a theme song, speaking of one uh, of the reasons I love this guy, my number ten Rick is, Flair? is his theme song. Well, him too, but um, my number ten. Yeah, <laughs> just look at me, Rob Conway. <laughs> he had basically like the Toy Story type theme song. Did, can we just listen to this for a few Yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, I think. I'll let it. I'll let it go to we get to the uh, chorus because I was watching it earlier. That's why I picked up halfway through. I love this theme song. It was great. So he came out basically looking like uh, Mr. Slave from South Park with the sunglasses and the short shorts, and just look at me was his theme song. But it was just a classic narcissist gimmick. And, you know, he was in good shape. He was sort of a modern-day, you know, Rick Rude-type gimmick. And then he sort of ended up doing, like, the <laughs> like the undercard Randy Orton legend killer. And beating up, beating up on... I had the list here. Coco Beware, Doink. God knows who played Doink that time. Greg Valentine. He's probably you, <laughs> it's probably true, and um, but basically he lost to Jimmy Snuka in '06 in one of those uh, Taboo Tuesday vote things. Yeah. Oh my god! Then he lost to Ric Flair, which started. This is on TV right now. Huge, yeah, huge losing streak. He really was only around for uh, a year or two. Well, he and debuted it, as part of La Rosie's Tom. He did. He did. That's how I remember it. Was he, didn't he go through uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, training school? No. That was Trevor Murdoch's partner. Uh, Lance Cade. Oh, okay. And Trevor Murdoch's partner. Uh, Lance Cade, rest in peace. Yes. Yeah, look at me. Alright, that's enough of his theme song. But anyway. It's a great theme song. It's a great theme song. He should have picked Just a Gigolo by David Lee Roth. Just, yeah, that. Bones the bones the pop! Zippy pop! So he gets sent back to OVW after this losing streak after losing to 50 and 60 year old men. And he ended up, ended up <laughs> just actually... like Justin Strem. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh my God! He um he Cobra. ended up becoming a two time NWA World Champ. So he he actually this only guy... recently retired. He actually had a pretty good career. I'm surprised Vince movie. doesn't like this guy on screen right now. Oh my he probably God! Probably did. Probably so signed him a bunch big of times. Down down ring right now is Cobra, aka Jeff Farmer. Do you know what gimmick Jeff Farmer went on to use that he still uses today in Japan? Mm. No. NWO Sting. Get out. Oh, wow. That is NWO Sting. Really? Yeah, I can he's, see that. that he seems sense. too big for him. He is a little bit taller, I think. Yeah. He's a big boy. He he's might be wearing lifts. He's, could be. he's got a nice beret on. All yeah, right. Well, said, was, said no one ever. <laughs> well, those were three fun uh, gimmicks. In, I think we're off to a great lives. start. We are. Are we ready for the hardcore halftime? <laughs> Not yet. We oh, got 27 more to go. Oh, my God. Ah, my number nine. 
is one of my favorite wrestlers in my early days of watching. Like I, I really picked on around. Uh, I knew of like Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, but I really didn't start watching until Raw in like the the mid nineties. And uh, oh, 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 who is it? Oh, so we got an intro. It's Tatanka. No, it's. Ahmed Johnson. Oh, wow. I, you know what? I don't hate that pick. I like it. I thought Ahmed Johnson was ready for bigger things. Yeah. One of my earliest memories of Raw was a match between Michael, it was Shawn Michaels, Sid, and Ahmed Johnson versus Vader, Owen, and Bulldog. And I still remember that. I, and I was so excited because my idol, Shawn Michaels, was teaming with this guy, Ahmed Johnson, who looked like he could be the next big thing. Um, unfortunately, um, the first time he went to go get a title shot, he had kidney failure. Oh, who's this guy doing? It's the old Craig Pittman. Hold on, they have the same gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, the point of the match. They all have the same gimmick. Um, the second time, Ahmed was supposed to... Uh, uh, actually, Ahmed was supposed to be dragged out of a match by his neck. But unfortunately, his sister had cancer and was in the crowd. Oh. And he found this out 15 minutes before. Uh, he actually wound up leaving the WWE without telling anyone. And everyone asks him why they just didn't tell Vince that his sister was dying. And he said because uh, he didn't want to burden anyone. Oh. Um, obviously, he had a nation feud. At one point, I thought he'd be the next world champion. Uh, he had a great feud with uh, Farouk, and eventually joining yep. the nation, and then being kicked in, and subsequently being kicked out of the nation. Ahmed Johnson, though, I had his action figure. I loved yeah. the Pearl River Plunge. Yep. I thought that was a great move because it had a pin in it. Yeah, it was smart. Yeah. Efficient. I Do you know what Ahmed Johnson's final American professional wrestling gimmick would be? Maybe Ahmed Johnson. He <laughs> was Big T in Harlem Heat 2000, yes. teaming with Stephen oh, Ray. Wow. And then... He played Suge Knight in the VH1 original movie about Suge Knight, I believe. Wow. Nice. I love his theme song, too. It's very, like... Yeah. It's, it's a little rocking for a, uh, a man of his right. he had He had the look... Um, he would get, I remember him getting blown up like the warrior a little bit, which is to a say... Little little, bit. I think he would be exhausted in the ring. He didn't have the the, uh, the cardio, but I, I like that pick because I thought he was going to be... Um, a world champion. Yes, I, I, I tell you, it's the people he kept uh, company with, Sid and Sean. Mm-hmm. Like that was it, right? That's it. I don't hate that pick. Yeah, my number nine. I still have his action figures still together. Oh, Dean. Yes, Douglas. Honorable mention for me. Former right. Intercontinental Champion for about eight and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest ECW champions of all time, Shane Douglas. I think what made this gimmick could have been so great is the dude actually has his master's degree in education. You know, and the whole idea of like giving the faces grades yes, after their matches. Make it sound like that's hard. <laughs> I got one, so it's not that um, But... He, he was legitimately licensed to teach. And I think if they used the gimmick the right way and he gave, like, Shawn Michaels a grade after a Michaels match, but, like, he gets in Like Matt Stryker. Yes. The, pre, the precursor to Matt Stryker. I feel like there's so many guys that this, like, 
Someone could have taken and run with all this, these ideas, but they just they only cared about like three people. Yeah, Brett, Sean, and Brazier. Our and Matt Stryker's another good one. I didn't think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that one. I'm uh, a big mention for guy. me. Yeah, and in fact, the only reason I didn't put him on is because he went on to do pretty well, not in WWE, but he was a uh, ECW. It was the franchise. That franchise. I have, actually, I have a former ECW champion on my list. I do too, but he's yes. in my top three, so slow your roll. I hope it's not the same guy as I have. There's only one ECW guy worth talking about. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. All right. My number nine. Your number nine. No one shares. Oh, we have to listen to an ad. <laughs> see, I, I loaded mine up and let the ad run. I should have done oh, that. My you, know, you, you need to start putting... I liked last podcast. I liked the Vader bed when he was doing the... Uh, Warrior Reef. Yeah. You, had a, you had a bed of music under it, you know. Yes. So who the fuck is this? This is Scene Cara. Okay. And I love this theme when he first came out. Look at Paul Hordoff. And Vince loved this character. Is this after you go fight with Vader, by the way? This is, by the way, poor man's editing. Rather than just put the... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking about us. Oh. With the, uh, just play the song under it rather than, like, me add it. Why don't you later on you just add it in? No. <laughs> this is funny. How hard was it to do the thing? It was not. Okay. It was not that hard. So anyway, seeing Kara, I think that there was big thing. There was big thing. Scary's fighting. For seeing Kara. Two different guys played him. That's how much they love the character. He had that theme song. He had Mystical the... and Hunico. Right. So I had Luis Alverde and now Jorge Arias. That's their... Actual Didn't they kind of say, like, um, either he was on drugs and he couldn't perform, hmm. or, like, he just wanted more money and they said, whatever, you're in a mask, we can do whatever we want. Right. Wasn't that the, didn't the Miz play him once or something like that? I don't remember that, but I'm sure he did. Um, he got hurt, like, 11 he did. times. I he did. I can't he also, stand the hair on this guy. He also, this is great. This seems like this a is, Justin Strem moment. This right really here. is, like... Do you have dreams think, about your turn on the podcast and like watch this guy with his with his like <laughs> real pad wig? I was gonna say I've never seen a wig like that. It looks Look like at a, a chin on Paul, Paul Ondorf, by the way. Looks like the uh, glass. What was that old race car driver cartoon? And, Speed uh, racer. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing like a helmet, but it's hair. Anyway, seeing Kara got a pretty good push. Remember, he would run down and like leap into the ring off the trampoline, but he screwed that up a few times too. Yep. So they took that away from him. And he just like came out of the, of the shoots with such, uh, such a good push. He was second to last in a battle royal to get into a championship match, which he lost to Mark Henry. To give you a sense of what they thought of him, I thought the name was cool. It was like, um, you know, tr- traditional uh, Mexican wrestler, and um, you know he could have had that role of what would eventually would end up being Alberto Del Rio, but. Um, he kind of went sideways. The character is still around, but now he's sort of in the he's sort of the comedy gimmick with the Lucha House Party. Yes. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see him coming out and all of a sudden having a Kofi Kingston moment. No, I don't. <laughs> That's I don't why he's on my list of not. I liked him when he first came out. I said, you know, I, I think he filled the void that Rey Mysterio left. Mm-hmm. And uh, was he the one uh, TLC went off the ladder? With yep. the, uh, oh my god. With the, oh uh, yeah. Was it the... Uh, oh, was that Kalisto? Sen- well, maybe it was Kalisto. 
I think it was Kalisto. Oh, look we were us, there live. Look at us three white guys me, picking out which Mexican me, guy fell off a ladder. Me, you, and Flying Brian Martinello <laughs> were there live That's at right. TLC. My tickets must have been free. No. <laughs> we bought them off StubHub late, and that was an awesome moment to see live. Great seats. We were in front of Renee Young. That's right. We, we missed our opportunity to get with her. Yeah. Thanks, Mox. <laughs> All right, Tremble, you're number eight. My number eight. Everyone thinks I'm this big racist. <laughs> you're going to just feel that mid-90s voice. I, I love, love Flash Funk. He was the godfather before they made the godfather. With his funkettes. This guy, you were guaranteed every run. He would be like one of the first two matches. And he yeah. brought the energy. He was too cold Scorpio. Who wanted to get paid, so he came to the WWE. And uh, after I saving lo- Sid Justice in our Anderson's that's life, that's right. <laughs> I love Flashpunk. He came out, and he was he was such a good performer. He had his 450 splash. Uh, what else do I have here? He was ECW champion. Actually, it was the East Coast Championship Wrestling at, yeah. when he won it. Um, he was a pimp. Was run into too soon. I think he wound up in right to censor at some point. Jump squad. Jump squad, sorry. Sorry, wrong, wrong jumper. Uh, um, yeah, just like I... He probably should have my number 10. But I love Flat... Flash hey, Punk is like... You don't get to explain it. Mid- look at DDP. Yeah. drunk. Hey, that's why, that's why it's people that we love. You know. You know you see that your friend, like, uh, chase a girl that's, like, just completely, like, yeah. crazy or cheating on him or whatever it is. Yeah, but he just loves her. And that's sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants, and your heart wants Flash Funk. If he was around, and like, are you calling Flash Funk John, uh, John's bad girlfriend? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if Flash Funk was around in the 2010s, uh, somebody call my mama would be his theme song, <laughs> and he'd have a disco ah. ball, and him and some conservative commentator would be dancing in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I love it. Shout out Tyrus. I love me some Flash Funk. Flash Funk, I. When we talked about this, Ahmed Johnson and Flash Funk came to my mind first. Two guys. Are yeah, well, they barely made your list, so uh, you know your true colors show through. Well, I, <laughs> I researched a little more. Okay. Uh, my number eight. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, narcissist. Oh. Yes. What? Luger. What you should have played is the clip song. of uh, Bobby Heenan basically jerking off <laughs> to Lex Look at the arm! Look at the arm! Oh, don't tease us, Lex! Don't tease 20 us. minutes to fill time. Talk about a gimmick that was tailor-made for a guy. Right. I mean... It's almost like he walked in and they said, you're a prick. <laughs> you're a prick that's obsessed with your body. Oh my god, it's the ultimate warrior! <laughs> I think that's the renegade. It's the rip-off ultimate warrior. Oh my god, he does the same thing! Um... Like, they gave up on this gimmick way too quickly. It was, it was basically around for a year before they switched him over to Made in the USA, Lex Luger. Yeah. Not even, because he wrestled perfect at WrestleMania 9, and that summer he wrestled Yoko as the body slammer around the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Made in the USA. Flash. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was always... Oh, the old. USS Intrepid? Yes. Oh my god. I was always a Lex Luger guy, and I thought Narcissus was the perfect gimmick for him. Were you on the Lex Express? No, but every time I went to the mall that summer, I looked for it. Did anyone put the Lex Express on their uh, on their list? No. Oh, really? That's, That's a, a good one. That's a horrible Express. Yeah. 
It was think about the concept. If he won the title at SummerSlam, it would be over. It didn't go over. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you, I, I was. I thought he was gonna win because why invest? Yes. That, that much? You know what? It was a swerve, bro. Yeah. You didn't see it coming, but it happened, bro. Yeah. That would be That's a fun a- episode. Top ten things you were so sure yes. were going to happen. Right. That didn't. Right. Luger winning the title. Un- Every time we thought Brock was going to lose the title. Unpredictable, uh, you know, swerves or whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. WrestleMania 30, Brock, you know, n- not yeah. beating the Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's a good one. I think it, I think it escaped my purview because Lex did have, the, have a decent run with the American... Uh, Made gimmick or whatever. Did you say but, purview or purview? <laughs> I love the narcissist. My number eight. The pirate. Paul, Paul Virgil. <laughs> almost put him on my list. He was an you honorable know, mention for me. Yeah. I really didn't watch during this time. But I would come to your house every Friday because you didn't want to go out on Friday nights. Yeah. And we watched SmackDown and they had the uh, Deuce and Domino. Yeah. And oh, oh, my God. God. How did we forget those two? And Paul fucking oh, Virgil. Didn't he have a girlfriend wow. too towards the end? Or was that his Kaylee sister? Kaylee Virgil. So he did. The gimmick was that it was his sister, but they were going to do an incest angle because yeah. they weren't really related. Because it's um, Right. Kaylee Churchill is a super underrated female wrestler. She's yeah. so good. It, right. was that, does but, she have another name now when she wrestles? Winter. She was in Impact for a while as Winter. Was it like Glacier? This is one of my great favorite theme songs of all time. This is. I liked how they rolled in on the. Uh, did they have a car at some point? Yeah. Yep, and they had Rose. Was it Rosa? Yeah, Cherry. Cherry. And, and DDP drove the car, and Cherry Martell was in the backseat. Wrong, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the pirate because he actually was aligned with uh, William Regal before he became the pirate. Yes. And then. The Ripper, Paul Burchill. That's right. The, um, but then he somehow traces lineage back, and supposedly he traced it back to a black beard. Right around the time Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Very yes, interesting. Which, ironically, as part of this story, Vince didn't know, didn't see Pirates of the Caribbean and yes. hated the gimmick. <laughs> so that's part of the reason he did not stick around very long. But you know what I loved about him? It, it really, like. I think he had, like, four solid years. No. Not as the pirate. Not a, okay, he he right. was around for a, longer than that, but as a pirate, it was pretty short lived. But it, he way? let it. Yeah. He let it consume him, like. Remember how like King Booker just let the king King Booker the king gimmick that wash over him and he lived it? Like yeah. Paul Burchill took it so seriously. Like he wasn't and then, some, like he wasn't some thug from Houston. Right. <laughs> so then Burchill beats Regal. This is I, I found this in my research. I didn't know about this match. Or at least, at least I forgot about it. The match was if you win, you get to dress your opponent however you want until he wins again. That is it's a brilliant. brilliant. So he dressed him like a pirate wench. So, um, <laughs> Burchill beats Regal. Poor fucking so Regal. <laughs> Regal dresses like a, a wench one week, a chicken the next, a gorilla. Um, you know, this is. I mean, he's getting wins over Regal. Regal's a stud. Oh, yeah. And then, but it was gone only months later. Uh, he came back with he, Katie he swung, Lee. Don't forget, he swung in, too. It. Yeah, he swung in. How could I forget? He swung in on a rope like a true pirate, I and played, the place loved it, actually. For, I for played like, him on a video game. I thought the system was broken. Right. 
And I said, but he swung right in? He did. He did. And man, did this fizzle out. He came back with Katie Lee and that terrible uh, incest angle plan. Then was moved to ECW, the WWE version, which was basically a death sentence yeah. in those years. So um, it was but a short lived. Uh, didn't uh, RVD choose to be the ECW champion, not the WWE champion? <laughs> ah. Yes. This he, is so power to the character. Yeah. They might as well just call them. Uh, what was Johnny Depp's character? Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. I didn't see. I didn't see Pirates of the Caribbean. To be You've honest. never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't. I miss, you weren't there the other day. We snuck into it after seeing Bad Boys Two. They're no. good movies. No. Some of them. There's one. You know what? The first one I loved. I can watch it again. I okay. love the first one. I find the second one very rewatchable. Yeah. Three and four. So the second one's not because it it just it's like carryover to number three. That's a good point. Yeah. It's kind of like Back to the Future. Well, no, Back to the Future Two is one of the greatest sequels ever. But it's like. It, that's what it was trying to do. It would be like, don't forget the third one. Yeah. And then they had a fourth and a fifth. Yep. Five's not bad. One is good. You should see one. Yeah. What are you doing? You gotta see one. Well, you, you well after the summer of George. Yeah. You gotta see the baby. All right, Trembly. My number seven is a very short-lived angle that I think is something that could happen any time in any generation. In fact, I think it happened again in 2013. In 1999... The referees sta- stage a walkout in <laughs> protest of abuse. <laughs> Mind you, they've been, I taking, don't this they've been taking abuse. So, not not the last time Timmy White's gonna make my list. But the referees for a few weeks were like they kept reporting to Vince. They were like, we we can't take this abuse. And Vince is like, shut up, go out there. And Stone Cold, Mankind, The Rock, they all beat the shit out of the refs. And then finally they walked out. <laughs> so the payoff was an Unforgiven, uh, uh, obviously. Um, Jim Corderas crosses the picket line. The picket line consists of Teddy Young, Earl Hebner, a jobber, and uh, Jim Corderas. Jim Corderas crosses the picket line, leaves. Oh, Kyoto had to be in that Ke- room. Uh, yes, Kyoto, my, my, my apologies. Um, he crosses the picket line to, because uh, he, he can't pass up the opportunity to to uh, to referee the main event of Unforgiven 1999. Stone yeah. Cold was the special enforcer. God forbid you just make him the referee. If oh, wait, was this, this Undertaker versus Kane? I think, it was, I think it was Rock versus Mankind. Okay. Um, but the but I didn't care about that because because he's a scab and crossed the picket line, what happens during the match? All the refs came out. And all the out. refs came out and, and he was about to make the three count. And he, all the refs pulled him in. Oh, oh my god! Great. The angle ended sadly that Monday when they they issued Triple H a twenty five thousand dollar fine, <laughs> and it was the agreement that the refs would go back to work. But think about this: this oh, could, was this during the McMahon Helmsley era? Yes. Okay. This could literally happen in any generation. Yeah, it really could. Like Brett, like think about it. It will happen again. Yeah. We see in repeat so, lines all the I time. I guarantee there was either a, a umpire strike. Or yeah. an NBA yeah. official yeah. strike. Well, that goes back to my next point. It's like wrestling is its best when it's a satire of real life. Right? Yes, right. I agree. Like South Park. Yeah. Absolutely. But the referee, the strike, the referee strike of 1999 is. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I had no recollection at all. I remember. I remember it vaguely because I was I was in shock. Yeah. I was a freshman in high school. And I said, "How will they have matches if they don't have referees?" 
Kimberly doing her best to look angry here, but she does not. Didn't they make like <laughs> Stephen Richards and Val Venus and other like perennial they losers represent? Yes. Yes. yes, Val Venus, right. my number eleven. Um, <laughs> my number seven is my only current thing on there. Two hundred five live. Wow. Like, well, people, you know what? A lot of people hate two hundred five live. It, yep. It's evident by our extreme rules predictions that John doesn't give two shits about two hundred five live. You know. Two hundred five live popped up in my Instagram stories on someone. Some wrestler must have been in the crowd. It must have been filming a Tuesday night when it happened live, uh, and that's the only time I think about it. Or oh, when Cedric Alexander comes out as a janitor. I, <laughs> I love two hundred five live. Brian Kendrick, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Noam Dar. Uh, Is Jack Gallagher still in it? Jack Gallagher's there. Drew Gulak, Tony Nese. Um, the Singh Brothers. There's just so much great talent on that show. And they put on some of the best wrestling every week. It's really good. I'm a big fan of 205 Live, but people don't pay attention to it. Well, Drake Maverick, is he still... He's still the GM. Yeah, he's... And he's always nervous that someone's going to try Honestly, to take his 24-7 title. On the mid-card, he is the hottest thing going. His, his bits in the airport with his wife are just, like, hysterical. Yeah. When he, was he the guy who pinned? Or was it Truth who pinned him on the airplane? He truth pinned Jinder Mahal on the okay. airplane. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I think I feel like they haven't gotten a fair shake since they showed up, and uh, it was one of those things I said it before on the show where they just gave, like all of a sudden there was like a dozen guys around. They're like, you should care about these guys. Yeah. Well, they should have been yet and things like that yeah. to, to get you. Well, did they have a whole tournament? They did. Yeah, they did. did. But I mean, like, if they, <laughs> no, but they could have had like. There was no backstory. Speaking of Sherry Martell... Speaking of Ahmed Johnson's future tag team partner... Wow. I'll give Vince credit. 205 Live's been around like three or four years now, and he hasn't given up on it. Yes, so. that's true. You know, they, and, I mean, I, I have to say that the Filling network time. is probably keeping it alive. Yeah, Filling yeah. fill time you know. on the network. I, I must think it's forever. If you're listed as a cruiserweight, for some reason you're just shit on immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's Think about why all point. those all those guys left WWE because there's very few cruiserweights that broke through. Yeah. Ray, Eddie, yeah. Benoit, Jericho, and Ray's, yeah. Ray's tiny. He's like one of us. Fuck Ray Mysterio. Oh, hey. No, you know what? That, that is the hill I'll, I'll murderer, die on. Murderer Ray Mysterio. Fuck Ray Mysterio. We could do the reverse of this list. People that have been super over that you can't stand. Yes. Oh my god. I, I, we, we might have to go to 20 for that. I let's can't let's wait put for that, that down in your uh, magic notebook for later on. I can't wait for that episode so I can shut all over Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah. Oh, but I will say that is the exclude Cena list because we don't need to go down that road. I wouldn't put Cena on my list. I, I can't stand him. But I could actually come up with 10 I hate more. He shops at my Walmart. That's right. All right. My number seven. The Masterpiece. Chris Masters. Oh, my... I almost put him on. I used to love the Master Lock Challenge. Oh, I just... Again, sort of like we talked about with Ahmed. Hey, it's had, the God of Hellfire. Is that, uh, it is that Randy Orton's father right. right there? No, it's Dirty Dick Slater. All right. So... Dirty Dick. He, no, the like, guy in front. Like Ahmed Johnson. Dirty Dick Slater, Bunkhouse Buck, and Colonel Robert Parker. That's uh, Robert Parker. I forgot about it. Was him. Bunkhouse good in, like, NWA? Man. No. Why do they call it the Bunkhouse Stumpy Stampede or whatever? Completely it was? separate. All right. Sorry, Storm. Bunkhouse Buck. Sorry, sorry, sorry Storm. Continue we're to talking about that. We're talking about Chris Masters. He had the, the look, sort of like an Ahmed Johnson, like, yep. you know, the, the Vince McMahon prototype. 
And I loved, again, I'm a, I'm a sucker for entrances and theme songs, if you can't pick up on that. And he came out and basically did like the uh, like the Greek statue pose, and then he would shed his uh, robe or whatever it was, his satchel, and do like the three different poses of flexing that, and he, including the one right when he did like his arms almost vertical, which I thought was hysterical. He was the narcissist. Yeah, he basically was in the narcissist part two, as we talked about earlier. They repeat storylines. Do you remember and, when he was fired? Um, which time? Yeah, he was fired twice. So the second time he was fired, they found him in the parking lot offering people to do the master lock challenge, and he would film it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get paid a few bucks. So, I mean, I didn't love the master lock challenge. You, they had what? Already... That's his whole gimmick! I mean, actually, I liked it before when... I, I have it listed here. Uh, maybe my memory's off, but I feel like he was the last guy to use a double axe handle. Mm-hmm. And remember, he would, like, smash your Oh, he did it all the time. Yeah. And I feel like it's been banned ever since. Maybe because of him. Who knows? And um, why did he get fired? He failed, he failed some wellness that. tests. I mean, come on. But he also, I mean, he was in a triple threat uh, submission match for the title against Cena and Angle. That's right. And then, was. and then he fizzled out after the Master Lock Challenge. After John Cena broke the Master Lock, and Bobby Lashley was it Bobby Lashley? Are we? Oh, man. I want to go back and watch this. Anyway, I thought it was Cena. It doesn't matter. He, his, it doesn't he, matter! He he, uh, he actually, this this shocked me. Because he partnered with Carlito for a while and all this stuff. He And he had two oh runs. He came back in 09. Oh, wow. How did I get that wrong? But, either way, um, he came back in 09 as a comedy act with the Dancing Pecs, if you remember. That's right. I and, forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but he never held any title in WWE. <laughs> which was... I mean, he was in a WWE title match, and he never was a tag He had a lot. He had a move that no one could get out of. I know. And he would ragdoll people. And I shouldn't say I don't like it. It's more that it was a repeat, right? They did it with the Warlord and the Bulldog. And, uh, and with Jack Haynes and Hercules. Yes, yes, exactly. It had been done. So anyway, the Masterpiece. That's uh, a great one. He's, he's still uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Carlito, man. That would be another good pick. Carlito, yeah. He spits I, in the face of people who don't want he to got, cool. He got reasonably over, so he, he wasn't... Uh, is he still? List. Is he one of the Primo and no, not Primo and Epico? He's uh, Primo's brother, Epico's cousin. Mm. So, mm. Okay. Masters is only thirty six. I think feel like he could come back sometime yeah, very just, shortly, just, just like me. All right, all right, Johnny T. You're number six. What do you say? Here, all right, it's like it's like we never left. Um, <laughs> my number six was the original form of the Nexus. Mm. Oh. We got a hand raise. Oh, wow, finally, <laughs> we got a hand raise. Jeez, we got through one. Nine. Wow. Well, you finally matched up. All right. All right. Good. Because I have very limited notes on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number six is WWECW. Mm. Uh, oh. Hold on. Top three. Uh, hold on. Yeah, number three. Okay. We'll get back to it. Wow. That's and good. I just trashed That's good because, once again, I don't have enough notes on it. So, it's not on my list, obviously. Well, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) My number six, Papa Shango. Oh, wow. Hold on, that was my number three last week. (laughs) Papa Shango 
Um, you can't keep talking about the same people talking to topics. We just had a whole thing on it I'm last being week. Honest. No, hold so, on. Okay, hold on. From last week. No, no, no. Here's what. No, here's no, no, the no. difference. You said when, or Pete said, I forget who said it, when he went from Papa Shango to uh, the Godfather. The I said when he went from Kama Mustafa. That's right. To the did. Godfather. Oh, you were Papa so Shango. No, I just I was a mark for Papa Shango. Is my point. I was terrified of Papa Shango from 92 to 93. Ah, oh, you're scared of your own shadow. I was only eight years old, and he put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> and Ultimate Warrior... <laughs> there he is. So he... Ultimate Warrior bled black from the top of his head and then puked his guts out. Nobody makes then, him bleed black. And then Shango set a chopper's feet on fire in the ring, trembling. <laughs> His feet were on fire! In the ring, where he works. I, if you w- go back and watch Superstars, which I have been on the network, which we is know. the best thing going. The summer of Strim. I love it. <laughs> and you, they show these kids' faces watching Papa Shango, and they are shitting their pants, and that was me. And it was voted, by the way, worst gimmick and most embarrassing wrestler in 1992. By the I wrestler, brought that up last week! By the Wrestling Observer, I know. You're stealing all my notes. Pat Patterson allegedly uh, killed it. I don't call um, him Papa Shango's trim. I call him the voodoo practitioner who fucked up WrestleMania 8. <laughs> so he was late on his run in WrestleMania 8, but he also was in the main event of WrestleMania 8, if you think about it. He was late for not being pregnant. Right. And then he fizzled out. He was thrown out of the Royal Rumble in 93 in about two seconds. He was a BTNG. It wasn't two so it was, uh, it was a. It wasn't two seconds. It was about 30 seconds. And um, I just thought he was... I was totally buying it back in the day, and I thought it was great. I thought he did well with the character. Others thought so as well, including Bret Hart, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so I will Papa say, Shango. Papa Shango, one of the worst Hasbro action figures of all time, because mm. he didn't have a removable hat. That's Ooh. a good point. That's a good point. Otherwise, I thought the detail on his figure was pretty It was great, but he also had these arms. Like, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, but he also had the neck... The, like the white necklace thing, the bone which necklace pretty, yeah, yeah which is pretty cool anyway Papa Shango Toy top. my number six it is now time for hardcore halftime yeah hardcore halftime your top three movie villains that would make great wrestling heels wow. oh we talked about this last time we right? talked about this at the bar when we were losing trivia the Joker the Joker made my list and then my, my other two, I'm using as authority figures. But I'll I think uh, Iceman from uh, Top Gun. Okay. He had, he'd be like a suave heel. Val hmm. So Val Camera Just look at me. Hmm. Yeah, but there you go. Um, I'm going to go a slightly different route. I'm going to take... Strem has seen three movies in the world. <laughs> I'm going to take Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Nice. Perfect. Yep. As like a good manager, a, a, a comic heel. Yes. Yeah. You can't say anybody from Red to Rumble. No, I will say that. <laughs> the guy, um, who, the guy who played the greatest wrestler of all time, who never wrestled before. <laughs> right. Jimmy King, Oliver yeah, Platt. Jimmy King. Not yeah. to, not to pick all golf movie heels. You but I also seen golf movies. Judge Smales. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a great Bobby Heenan type. Oh, he would be. <laughs> 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 
And uh, how about the O'Doyle family can be a stable? Oh, that'd be funny. Like the oddities. <laughs> like the oddities. So my three... Happy uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> my three were the Joker. Yeah. And then I went two authority figures. Ooh. Walter Peck from the F- uh, EPA in Ghostbusters. Mm. Ooh, very nice. What's going on down? Hey, hey. hey, it's the god of hellfire. Hey, puppy Reno. It's out, puppy Reno. Indiana Bones. <laughs> I take back... Hi, Indy. I take back... Um, the stable, and I would want to put in Ivan Drago. I'm there you go. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and then my number one movie up, villain up, up, up. that would make a uh, great wrestling heel. You're, Mayor Vaughn you're from Amityville and uh, from Jaws. Oh yeah, like letting people die. Hot. That's, How about that's the a show? great one. That is a great one. God of Hellfire. Do you have any? Uh, We're favorite? at hardcore halftime. Hardcore halftime is movie villains that would make great wrestling bad guys. Movie villains. So, like, we said the Joker, uh, the mayor in Jaws. Judge Kids Shales. are getting eaten and he wants to keep the beaches open. He's gonna... He could be, like, the, the guy running. He could be a Vince McMahon. Yeah. 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 Roman Reigns, you have cancer? We gotta have SummerSlam. The beach is in August. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You'd like, so to prove, you'd like to prove Roman Reigns has cancer, wouldn't you? Get yourself in the National Geographic. Down, Indy. Down, 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 boy. Um, Indy wants to crawl over. Indiana over. Bones yep. is here. Hi, Indy. Indy, speak. Speak. Say hi to all your fans. Nice being an asshole. Indy, want a cookie? Dog. Then speak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to eat again. You want a cookie? Speak. <laughs> Speaking. Speaking. So that was hardcore. Oh, there yeah. we go. Indy's now on the boy. podcast. Good boy. So that's Good hardcore boy. halftime. I got hellfire. This week's topic for the actual list is mm-hmm. uh, failed gimmicks and stories that you enjoyed. So something that most people say sucks, but you actually like. Oh yeah, the the, the gobbly gooka. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Stop it. I love that he has one ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. We finally found the guy that liked the golf. I was, so, t- I was actually tempted to write that all day. So things what? that we've had so far, um, my first, Controller my controls. 10 through 6 was the right to censor, Dean Douglas, the narcissist, 205 Live and the WWE version of ECW. Mm-hmm. John's first five were Vince McMahon's illegitimate son that turned out to be Hornswoggle, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, Flash Funk, the 1999 referee strike, and the Nexus... Strem's first five were Rob Conway, Just Look at Me, Sin Cara, Pirate Paul Burchill, Chris Masters, The Masterpiece, and Papa Shango. Yep. That's good. That's good stuff. I like it. Now we're into... And the, then the gimmicks that went on for way too long. That's going to be a future episode. Things that were very popular and did really well that yeah. we hate. Yeah, put Hornswoggle at the uh, fairly high in the top of that. That went. That did really well and people loved it. Yeah. 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 And the, the current one, the newest, the latest and greatest, the husband and wife team oh. of Becky yeah. and uh, Rollins. Yeah. I can't stand that. That's only been going for a couple weeks there. It's too, too long. long. It's too, <laughs> too long for them already. Yeah. Well, you're just in time to hear John's number five. My number five is Damien Sandow. 
Oh. I loved Damien Sando. Wow. He was, he was like a version of the genius, but he was just a dick. He didn't have any... He was like, really good. In yeah. The ring. Yeah. He was the Money in the Bank winner in uh, 2000. You know what? That, that coupled with the Nexus, is going to lead to another very good episode we can do. Top 10 careers that John Cena completely screwed. <laughs> I just... He was the uh, intellectual savior of the masses. Uh, an unhappy version of the genius. Uh, obviously, it, it should have been... He should have been WWE champion if John Cena didn't ruin it. Yep. He, I think he would have been a great heel champion. And uh, he and went John, on to become the Miz's stunt double. And the tag team he was in was amazing. Him and yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yes. The Rhodes Scholars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so mad I didn't think of this one. This would be on my list. That's such I, a good one. That's a great one. Bravo. Bravo! <laughs> and he'd hold the microphone like, like a, a glass of wine. Oh, my God. <laughs> My number five, wow. I forgot about, so I had to add it and bump one of my honorable mentions. Bump something to an honorable mention. My number five is the glorious run of 90s era heel tag teams that we got that never won the tag titles. Oh. I'm talking the Heavenly Bodies. Yes. The Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey and the Doctor of Love Tom Pritchard. Honorable mention. I'm talking Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. I'm talking, of course... The show's favorite tag team of all time. Don't say it. That's in your top three. The Beverly <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> yeah. We How say that know? for you. So I love 90s heel tag teams. Right up there with the Tewksbury Brothers. And, and the Body Donnans who went on to win the tag titles. But so 90s heel tag teams that were image yeah. based. I have, as honorable mention, Heavenly Bodies, specifically Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, I love the and Gigolos. his dance movies. They're like they need to check one more that really didn't get enough time. I know they got time, okay, but not nearly enough. That's within one the of my of, favorites. That's within the spirit of the list. One of my favorites, and oh. this is perfect for radio or whatever the hell we're doing here. Hey, you're... The Third Reich? The Bushwhackers? <laughs> the Bushwhackers, baby! Yeah. I love me those Bushwhackers. You're on TV, by the way. Yeah, now, go. if ever there was a wrestler, that's you. What, uh, what Stevie Ray? Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? That's Dirty, uh, that's Bunkhouse Buck. Bunkhouse Buck, yup. Yeah, Point. I think the Bushwhackers were, were never really given the full push in terms of wrestling, but no. they were over. Like, they got crazy pops and people would go nuts. So, they did. And I loved them, so... Uh, they were heels who came in for a paycheck. But they should have, you know, with all these other clowns that yeah. get titles... Yeah. See, I think they were too Could much comedy. Could have given them a run. They were too much comedy. Yeah. In an era of great tag teams, too. They were too much. They were the comedy tag teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, truth's getting titles. That's now. He's that's the funniest guy in wrestling. That's He's now. That's now. Just say it. That, back when the Hearts and the Rockers and the LOD and the Nasty Boys and the Demolition and the British Bulldogs, you know, they're all winning titles. You have your comedy team. It's the same reason the Killer Bees were never tag champions. That's yeah. they just didn't work. They didn't fit at that time as a championship team. Definitely in my top five best, most liked by me of all time. Okay, the Bushwhack. Oh boy, puppy. Sit. He won't bite. All right, sit. Stremley. He's a good Stremley. boy. He's a good boy. Stremley, you're number five. In- my number five. All you have to do is bow leave. <laughs> I- <laughs> I love Bo Dallas. When he first came out, what's better than a heel motivational speaker who pretends to be righteous and then, you know, beats the hell out of um, the jobber given to him? 
And then he runs around the ring and does a victory lap with his thumbs pointed to himself. I'm glad you brought that up because motivational speaker Diamond Dallas Page was my number 10. And Ah. he got bumped. Interesting. I think it was a timing thing. I think yeah. 15 years ago, I think he would have been he would have did something with that. Yeah, I think he, it's the times. He kind of got he kind of got brushed aside, and I don't I didn't get it. His brother his brother's a lot better than him. I know, but this gimmick was great. I guess is a point. Isn't he like in the B the, 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 the B team? Yeah. The B team. Yeah. Dallas's yeah. other problem is he looks like he's got Egger face. Yeah, if you've seen Men in Black. He's not going to be on the cover of Men's Weekly. Uh, Speaking uh, of villains that would have made it great in wrestling, Edgar would have been good. Edgar from Men in Black? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like Festus. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Bates from American... Uh... Yeah. Uh, what's that? American Psycho. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. He'd, yeah. be, the, he'd be the Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Um, Katie, Caddy, Katie, Nero's character from Katie Vick. No, oh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, from the uh, Cape Fear. Oh, Cape, Cape Fear. Fear. Oh. I, I was trying to think it. I yeah, basically, but yeah, Mercy different. was yeah. that, and then Bray Wyatt. So. Ah. No, that was perfect. I just love that when he's in the movie theater smoking the cigar, laughing his ass off. <laughs> oh yeah, screaming. Of course, Freddy yeah. Krueger would have fit. Oh. <laughs> Last couple notes on Bo. He had the Titan Tron with the birds flying and like kids like <laughs> smiling and um, he All went you on have a to do is right. And he went on this winning streak. Look at the turtles s- about to get a uh, several a uh, from oh, uh, from, uh, <laughs> from Sensational Sherry. A lot of his early part of the streak was when he was beating on Torito every week. Oh my god! Yep. Yeah. And he was like saying he was 15 and Bo and all this stuff. Ooh. And then he's kind of just, I mean, he had that quick run with the B team, but other than that, he's been a footnote. That guy just beat him with his own shoe? So, Pac Ram, by the way, a big Bo Dallas fan. Yeah. It was the Norwood days of. Uh, Pac Ram, enjoy your cruise. Yeah, Pac Ram's going on a cruise. All right, Trebley. Number four, the NWO in WWE. That almost made my list. February two thousand R.I.P. February two thousand two to April two thousand two. <laughs> That's a big one. It lasted a lot longer than that. It did, but it petered out after WrestleMania, right? When they had the job to uh, Austin and The Rock. Yep. Yeah. Think oh. about yeah. Think about that. They waited to get WCW in, and the first thing they did was job them to their two biggest stars, the Attitude Era. Um, what? Yeah. My notes on this is you can't go home again. They came in, and uh, I think it was No Way Out, and they were making like, oh, we talked to everyone in the back, they're just really nice guys, we just really want to be here. It was like the longest, driest promo of all time. And then they hit the rock in the back of the head yes. with a ball-peen hammer, or whatever it's called. Yep. Ball-peen. 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 You marblehead. <laughs> so did you like it or no? I, I, did, I liked it. I, <laughs> I liked it, but it could have been more. Right. Like, it kind of peered, like, Vince McMahon saying, I need to... Inject a lethal dose of poison into the WWE because him and Ric Flair so, were fighting for the ownership of the company. I'll uh, I'm gonna give you a reason to like it because I, I I just remembered this. Is it because Shawn Michaels returns halfway through and takes no, over? No, no, not at all. Is it because it's uh, it's one of the reasons what, I loved it. Because Rick Nash tears his quads. <laughs> uh, yes, Ric Flair at one point that says, you know, Vince, don't bring in the NWO, yes. and then they first brought out that highlight 
video, oh, which is like the whole history with, with of WWE. That, with that, that everything, that, with Kid that Rock song. song about, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kid Rock song behind it, which is one of my favorite. Only Road of Faith, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a great... So what, they read a video of the history of WWE? Check it out on YouTube. It's we'll, we'll watch it after the show it's before really we good. go to the 99. It's really well done. Podcast Thursdays. Um, <laughs> and then Vince is like, go fuck yourself, I'm bringing him in. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was part of the storyline. What, what's clear to me is... What Vince wanted to do with the NWO was just put the click together on TV. But then Hall had his alcohol problems, and then Nash's quad exploded, and then he was like, well, I've got Sean and X-Pac. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Well, didn't mm-hmm. they bring in Booker T for a minute, and someone said, someone just here doesn't belong? Yeah. <laughs> Michaels kicked Booker T in the face. He kicked him out of the NWO, so it was Michaels, Nash, Big Show, and X-Pac. You're the problem! You tried to steal the spotlight from the NWO, just like The Rock tried to steal the spotlight from Hunter, just like Austin tried to steal the spotlight from me. It was a great moment. Nice. Good stuff. Not not very good in that 2019 to kick the Omar Walker. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Um, I'm moving on. My number four... I couldn't do it in 2013. 30, 30 years old, six foot six... 275 pounds of the devil's advocate, Sean O'Hare. Oh, yeah. A blue chipper, if there ever was one, from the natural-born thrillers in WCW. Comes in after the invasion faded away. He he lined himself with Piper and started a gimmick where he was, you know, gave these really cryptic promos telling people to, like, cheat on their wives, don't pay their taxes, do this, do that. You know, talked Brian Spanky Kendrick into streaking through the crowd on SmackDown. <laughs> talked Don Marie into flashing her uh, lady parts to the crowd at house shows. And, like, would do all this stuff to, like, sin. Everybody sin. He got wins over Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and Mr. America and Rikishi. Mr. America and Hulk Hogan, do they know each other? Different people. Never <laughs> heard of them, brother. Right. Um, he did... He would, he would, you know, grab the top rope and, you know, do the, you know, the Rob Van Dam, like, pull himself up to the top in one jump? Yeah. He would do that, and then he would do the swanton bomb. But he was six foot six, so <laughs> it was, he was a freak of nature, you know, and unfortunately he had some personal issues, couldn't uh, make it out of the rehab programs, and did yeah. the old, uh, oh, that's the so Brooks, was no longer with us. The old but, Brooks was here. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we don't have to cut that Brooks out. would make a great uh, uh, sympathetic... But Sean O'Hare, <laughs> he was so friggin' talented. And I think if... He was one of those guys, and this is a corny cliche, but he's one of those guys that was just a few years ahead of his time. If he came into wrestling at his size with his agility in the NXT era, he would he would have been, you know, yeah. running the place. He was very... He was be, so good. He'd be Adam Cole. Adam Cole is my favorite wrestler right now. I'm a huge Adam Cole Bebe fan. Bebe. Strembley, you're number four. All right. My Strembley. number four. Oh, Jesus. The genius. <laughs> the, the Barking Spiders. <laughs> Forgotten tag team from the 1987. I'm, no, the genius. Lanny Poffo. Genius. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yep. I mean... Both as a wrestler and as a manager, I think. Because and as a human. And as a human. <laughs> the man is, uh, as he often toots his own horn, he's 
you know, 60-something years old, he, but he, he looks wears, like he's 20 years younger. He wears his brother's Hall of Fame ring. Yes. And you can come touch it for five bucks. That's right. I would, the I would, ring, the ring, bucks. the ring. Last time John told somebody they could touch it for five <laughs> bucks, he got put on a list. <laughs> Still there, actually. Still on the list. So, money, though. Yeah, Is that I, why you live in New Hampshire now? That's right. Getting in the way. So Living in a mansion. <laughs> five bucks a pop. <laughs> Lanny Poffo was actually he was actually a pretty damn good wrestler. He was one of the first people to do a moonsault in North America, I learned today. But he also uh he had that match against Hulk Hogan on like Saturday night's main event where he kept ducking him and then he'd do like cartwheels on the outside Didn't, and, uh, <laughs> didn't he also yeah. play baseball? Major League? That was that was his, his brother, brother Randy. Randy Poffo? Yeah. Sure. Drafted by the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds. Uh-huh. Minor right. leaguer. And uh Wagging his finger, pointing to his head, oh, he was so smart. And then he became the genius, of course, as a manager, um, reading poems for the, uh, Mr. Perfect and a tag team to be named later. One of the greatest list. tag teams of all time. Uh, but he really only managed a couple of people, as we talked about in the top ten managers. Is that it? Just those two? And um, he, I think he had, there's one other who's escaping me right now, but it really was was a very small group of people. I think he had like Coco Beware or something, somebody random. I can't um, believe you didn't bring any of his poems to read. Well, I wrote all those poems that we did on the show. Right. But he could have had a stable, like the Arrogant Heel stable. Um, but it just never really it never really caught fire, and it's too bad, because I thought he was great. That is definitely a good one. I agree. Mm. All right. Yep. The genius. He managed a tag team that we love to talk about. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Perfect. No, that looks like it was wow. it. Wow. That's it. Is Charlotte Flair on TV right now? That was Charlotte Flair. Wow. Uh, number three. My number three you brought up was the WWE. Charlotte WWE. ECW and WWE. No. Oh, Jesus. Well, I was wrong then. Oh. I so yours is the invasion. The WCW invasion. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. I, I threw the invasion in there, but it was when they first... WCW. And then a few months later, Shane goes, we're going to do something for you really special later tonight. And they changed all the drapery to the WCW logo and had Booker and Bagwell. I thought that was a great idea, and the wrestlers just hated it. (laughs) In fact, they threw Bagwell out of the building. And that led to the invasion, which could have been better, but I liked it for what it was. I mean... So we need to backtrack a little bit, Yeah, we do. Because my number six, we thought was your number three, was the... New ECW. Okay. Which is a great idea. The problem was, all the nerds... Where's Bulls Mahoney? Where's the damn man? They didn't get over... There's no reason ECW went out of business, people. I'm sorry. It was fun. The blood was cool. The barbed wire was great. You know, drinking beers and Singapore canes. It was fun. But there's a reason it failed. Yes. Because those guys could, with the exception of four or five of them, and they all jumped ship. Yeah, they ran. Um, like the rats being let out of the city by the Pied Piper. They all jumped ship. <laughs> really it, stretching, huh? It wasn't until <clears throat> they brought in John Morrison, The Miz, Jack Swagger, Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley, CM Punk, mm-hmm. and they actually built a new breed of talent that it was something really good and really fun and really worth watching. Speaking of John Morrison, he should be on this list. 
John Morrison is a free agent, and he could be in WWE any day. I don't, for the life of me, know why they tossed him. He was a yeah, he damn left. good, he was a talented wrestler. He still is. He left. He wanted to leave. I think he was going to go into acting or something, right? Now he's, that didn't go so well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Doesn't Talk about a man with many names. He was Johnny Nitro, then he was John Morrison, then he was Johnny Mundo in Mexico, then he was Pretty Johnny young, Impact. Mm-hmm. In Impact. Yes. Was he wasn't free, he wasn't he was, old. No, he wasn't. Now he's Johnny Free Agent. But his real name is Al. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up at All In, and he or Double or Nothing. I think he was Johnny Elite or something, because how original. And I still take an exception to you knocking Bob Wire with blood. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> knocking Bob Wire. I like that. I'm not knocking Bob Wire. One of the guys that should be in this list who never had... Who should have... Should have had a, Terry Funk. Should have had a bigger damn, one. God damn it, Jerry. That's right. We all know how great... Blood and Bob Wire. I was the NWA world champion while you were still being changed in your diapers. God damn it. In the hardcore championship. Blood and barbed wire is great. Right. It doesn't sell tickets sustainably. Uh, six-year-olds? It's not sustainable. I go see that. I go see it. Right, but it's not sustainable. I see it every night. Is that sustain? Right. Is that your definition of sustainable? You can't. <laughs> when you close your eyes and see that, barbed Senator, wire. Senator, Senator, is that your definition of sustainable? <laughs> There's a reason. Mr. Senator, sustainable. you owe Mr. Corleone a, 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 an apology. This right. court owes Mr. Corleone I an object. apology. There's a I object. There's a reason it but moving on, now let me get back to my number three since you confused the shit out of me. You confused me with your crazy accents. That's right. I said WWECW. How does that confuse I you? I heard W. Too many W's. WCW. Anyways, my number three is a man that jumped ship from ECW. Jack Swagger. Raven. Ah. Two weeks in a row. Oh, wow. This is, this is riveting. The greatest. You bring up Papa Shango two weeks ago. West, oh, yeah. Westbrook, Westbrook breaking ago. news. Westbrook and Harden back together again. Oh, oh wow. wow. The Rockets. The Rockets. The Rockets. I don't know how the, they... The Owen Hearts. They were two miles over the cap as it was. I wonder if they traded Chris Paul. Hmm. Yes, they traded him for... Uh, Anyways, Raven, the greatest oh. ECW champion of all time. Chris Paul and... <laughs> Two, two first-round picks and pick swaps in two more years. When you listen to this a week from now, this will be old news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> be traded Scott again, Levy, right? one of the greatest minds of all time, he topped out, he was very close to the top of my list on greatest gimmick yep. changes two weeks ago as well. Mm-hmm. And he just got squandered in WWE. It's yeah. a friggin' crime. Speaking of things that got squandered yeah. in WWE, here comes Ric Flair. Hey, come on. It's Charlotte. Um, I, I like Raven. I didn't put him on my list because I thought he had a, a, enough of a run. I guess I was con- encapsulating all brands. I guess so, uh, but I it makes sense to me. My number three. I went golfing yesterday with a guy named Scott, and I kept calling him Scotty Flamingo every time he had a good shot. Nice. <laughs> I've been hung up on Scotty Flamingo since we talked about him in the uh, the other talk last episode. Yeah, top ten gimmick changes. My oh, number three. My notes. Oh, we're getting music. Musical interlude. The anonymous GM? <laughs> and I quote. See, I feel like that got over, though. Uh, no. That went on for like two <laughs> See, years. So, I love the and I quote. I hated the payoff. Yes. What was, that's the, payoff? Why what was the payoff again? 
God damn my hornswoggle. <laughs> so I think I remember people genuinely groaning at the anonymous general manager. And I then loved it, it. It got good heat on Michael Cole because he'd walk up and say, "And I quote," and the place was rip roaring mad. Yeah, I think the people, the place was sick of it. I loved it every time. Remember it the, happened. We had to exit the coal mine to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was stuck in that cage. I guess uh, if I hated it, it was pretty good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you two, you two have been a, to a live show with me. You know how I get when like something like this is on TV, like shows up, and I get really excited for mm-hmm. it, and I get extra loud. Royal Rumble 2010. Yeah. And everyone's booing. We were maybe 20 rows back. I just said, like, yeah, Michael Cole! Yes. I oh, loved it. Oh, it was great. I thought it was fantastic. And um, as you mentioned, the, the payoff is really what makes people hate it even more. And I'm, I'm on board with that part. It was so disappointing. To have it be Hornswoggle, but not really, because then it came back a couple weeks later... But then it never really had a payoff past that. Um, was It was a bummer. But while it was going on, people really, really hated it. Like, it's... I didn't put Baron Corbin on my list uh, because I think he's going to eventually... Oh, Everybody loves Baron Corbin <laughs> except for, for your, your fiancé and my father. I don't like but him. I think... Nobody likes Baron Everybody Corbin. likes Baron he's Corbin. a bag of shit. Baron. Future... <laughs> And he wears a suit every time he yeah, wrestles. See, I don't, re- I don't respect maybe. a guy who doesn't wear gear. He That's re- right. Maybe wears I, some gear. See, maybe, John Cena doesn't wear gear. He wears oh, shorts. Corbin. Maybe I should have put him on my list because see, every that's the the animosity that people had to the anonymous general manager. I'm gonna smash this ball across the face. <laughs> I love it. Well done. Two best parts about the anonymous anonymous general manager besides and I quote. The coal mine? Yeah. And when Edge would get mad and break the laptop every week. <laughs> well, well, I'll give you one that didn't have enough run. It had more. It could have had more legs. Yeah? You're not talking about Zach Gowan. Oh. <laughs> he only had one leg. You're close. You're coming right along the right lines with that one. The birth of a bouncing baby hand <laughs> by May Young. That could have went places. I wish the hand was still in WWE today. <laughs> yeah, he makes frequent appearances. Mark Henry is his illegitimate father. Yep. Uh, exactly. Right. But to go back to the Raw anonymous uh, general manager, once again, the mid-late 2000s, the payoff for everything was fucking hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah. They just like, we're like, we, we don't know. That guy should be paid for like royalties for just like yeah. people who replay this stuff. On <laughs> As they asked him in a shoot interview... Uh, do you feel bad for stealing so much money from the WWE? And he said, and he laughed and laughed. <laughs> but, uh, blah, 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 blah. John, you're number two. My number two. It's his second appearance on my list. <laughs> you liked <laughs> it's, him that and, much. And I, when I set out, I never thought this would happen. Um, this was... Flamed Flanton. This was the dawn of the internet. Like, this is pre-network vignettes. Tim White, bad week. <laughs> this is the... Fu- I remember finding this on the internet. This is the first time I actually appreciated the internet. Outside of porn. Um, Tim White got hurt. Refereeing a match. And he threw out his shoulder so he couldn't... Uh, the joke is he couldn't... Uh, Work anymore. No, he, he couldn't see what... He couldn't see illegal things happening three feet from him. Or, or raise his arm for three, three times anymore. <laughs> So, Tim White, they, in 2005, they found him in a bar. 
Uh, Josh Matthews found him in a bar, and uh, he pretty much just claimed he was going to end his life. <laughs> and he walked into the bathroom with a shotgun. It was in poor taste because Eddie Guerrero had just died. Did he try to kill himself every week? It turned Man, into that's... a WWE.com exclusive. Probably the first of its kind where every week Tim White would try to kill himself. He'd eat rat poison. He'd try to hang himself. It was the most poor taste thing. Wow. But it was fucking hilarious because it was Tim White. I remember that. Oh, I do. Oh, I, 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 I was I, in college, so we loved it. I in 2005, it, 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 at the bar, he shot himself. Everyone's like, oh my god, he shot himself. He's dead. Well, poor taste. And they brought him back and said, oh no, he only shot his toe off. So he sat there with a giant thing wrapped around his, his foot, <laughs> saying like, oh my god, he just shot his toe off. <laughs> but every week, he was trying to kill himself. Jeez. There was really no payoff to it. Well... They eventually took him off the air, right? They did. Well, he he, he left the company. That was well. Much like who killed Vince McMahon. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Much like the who killed Vince McMahon angle. Real life happened, and all of a sudden, death couldn't be part of wrestling anymore. Right. I mean, it never should have been. We talked about it. You know, the most tasteless things in wrestling. That's true. Tastiest things in wrestling. Tasteless. But Tim White, bad week. Go look it up. You'll laugh your ass off. It's sick. It's dark. But it's like. For its time, it was groundbreaking. It was it was something you could only see on the internet. Bravo. Bravo! Bravo! I love it. My number two, which I thought was your number three, which I thought was my number six, is The Invasion. I thought it was great. Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, Sean O'Hare, um, Mark Jindrak, Chuck Palumbo, Hugh Morris. Is that funny? Is that... Humorous. <laughs> Shane Helms, Sugar Shane Helms, all these great talents that weren't making a billion dollars in WCW, come on in. Ooh, Goldberg's not there. We're Sting, and people shit all over. Do you remember that humor? Because they're a bunch of bums. No, they weren't. Did they they're bums today. What did they ever do? Did you remember Shane Helms? One thing. Shane Helms is the longest reigning cruiserweight champion in professional wrestling history. And he's on TLC all the time with a uh, bride buying things or I'm looking for a house. And he always plays the arrogant husband. Lance, Lance Storm Bum. is the only triple crown simultaneous champion of all time. He was the Canadian heavyweight champion. Wow. The Saskatchewan 110 kilo champion. Saskatchewan. He renamed all the titles in WCW. Was oh my god. Awesome. You know, holding a title in Canada really doesn't count. It was the United States title. He renamed it because he's from Canada. Do you remember that Hugh Morris had a angle with Jim Kelly? Yes. Jim, Jim Kelly was in the crowd and Hugh Morris was just taunting the entire match. I think Jim Kelly punched him in the face and that's how he got stomach cancer. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, big boss man. Um Dead. Oh yeah, my number two? Your number two. The Colonel's sweating like a whore in church. I mean, Jesus. This is no secret, right? It, it has to be. I put him on the one the Facebook you page today. A, the one we give him for cans of beer. Yeah. I'm talking about Simon Dean. Oh. Everyone's favorite heel TV fitness instructor in his Simon system. I love everyone. Simon Dean and Jerry. Explain to Jerry who Simon Dean was. Simon Dean was basically like a Tony Little heel fitness guru who rode a Segway to the ring and he would get out and and use like those elastic bands to warm up. He wore like a purple jumpsuit. Right. 
and he had a system that had like creams and powder and he would go out and find a fat person in the audience and say that they needed to be on the assignment system and um, that was basically it they had vignettes you got a segue that cost a lot of money yeah he was hysterical he sponsored Raw is the other gimmick the Simon System was a sponsor of Raw his goddamn one Royal Rumble appearance is one of my favorite things ever do you you remember it? he's actually in it twice but yes they were very similar he He was like number 10 in the Rumble he comes down to the ring with his workout bag and instead of getting in the ring he would like take out take out a piece of equipment like do jump rope (laughs) check his pulse be like nope I'm not ready to go in yet do jumping jacks (laughs) And the vignettes were, uh, the one that I posted today started out, chances are you're fat and just generally miserable to be around. And it was just all about how, and it showed like Americans eating like cheeseburgers and, you know, drinking soda and all that stuff. He was great. He was was like 2004 to 06. Um, And let's not forget, he was um, a pretty well-respected Wrestler as Hollywood Nova. Yeah, he was in the BWO, baby. That's right. Blue World Order. F- 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 um, but then he also, he ended up in uh, the WWE ECW, as I mentioned earlier. It was on your list, but I say it's where people went to die in WWE. <laughs> I've got... Not literally. You've got to distinguish that no, with pro wrestling. True, I've true. got two letters in one word for you when it comes to the WWE ECW. C... Yeah, um, that's true. Punk. Yeah, how's that paying off today? <laughs> yeah, how's that working? Oh, our last thing on Simon Dean, it, it didn't work out. The so last well. thing was the he first thing he force-fed after he beat his opponents, much like Ted DiBiase would stuff dollar bills in yeah. their mouths. He would force-feed them the Simon System powder, powder and energy bars. Yeah, and just <laughs> shove it in their mouth. This guy was. It was such a good idea. I'm so disappointed it didn't work. Um, I feel like again today that would have, that would do so much better. Uh, hey. He's still around. He's not wow. that old. He yeah. must have came and went fast. Yeah. He was with WWE for seven or eight years. But not as... He wasn't as Simon Yeah, he, he didn't always do Simon D. He was now as like four. Mm-hmm. It lasted four? Yeah. No. Yes. That gimmick? Yes. I have it from 04 to 06. Oh. So, I mean, long enough. I mean, he was in two rumbles. Wow. Both, both were... Uh, under a minute stints, I believe. So but I can, I can, I can tell you why you don't. You're not familiar with it. It was during the tape SmackDown days. Were you yeah. like, is there anything worth watching on it this week? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not really. And you're someone. Uh, you were wrong no. because Simon Dean came yeah. out and and tortured some fault. some fat person well, in the front row. I'd be like, <laughs> same same old shit. John Cena, yeah. Big Show. <laughs> Simon um, Dean came out of right. Segway. You should watch that. So, Three uh, minutes before we get to number one, so honorable mentions. Mel Venus. Think about the attitude there. He's all horned up, and he's sitting there with Jenna Jameson and his vignettes. And he comes out, and he's a dude who wears a towel. And he, everyone's like, he had Kurt, uh, Kurt uh, Ken Shamrock's sister. Yep, who was actually Ken Shamrock's girlfriend. Yes, wow, that's weird. Uh, He he feuded with Deborah, Nicole Bass, and China. Not feuded. It just said he had women problems. (laughs) I want to. I want to contest that. I think. That was a loved gimmick. Like, I think that one... He I just pretty, think he didn't get over. I thought he was pretty... I mean, he won the IC title. And the European was, title and the tag titles. That stuff was in Right to Censor, I think. Hmm. Yeah. 
Which exactly. was a different guy, guys. It, Playing on last week, that was a gimmick change. Fair. I think he was very successful. And the, the well, that's why he's number 11. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. But also, we mentioned... Um, uh, not Carly. Who's the other one? Uh, we've mentioned someone. I can't but. keep track of your honorable mentions, man. <laughs> Stremzy? Uh, before I mention my honorable mentions... Huh? All right. And, want, uh, we got some, We got one... We got... <laughs> Fan feedback from Bobby Silva, who said Gilberg. That's right. Big Dwayne Gill Oh, uh, I think people love Gilberg. Bobby, you're an idiot. Stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop listening, Bobby. Dwayne, Bobby, go change your son or daughter, you, whatever if, you got. If Bobby stops listening, we need to shut down the podcast. <laughs> we'll still have Lewis. Yeah. That's true. Lewis Cameron. Did Lewis Cameron give a shout out? Not this one. No. Lewis, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Dwayne Gill, by the way, is on many Superstars episodes as a... Usually he's paired with some idiot and is a tag team jobber. With but, long blonde hair and a goatee. Yep, exactly. But my honorable mentions, who we haven't already talked about, uh, Vladimir Kozlov. I love WWE. I love WWE. Disco Inferno. I was oh. always a fan of. I know he was like... I loved it. Now he has his own podcast. Oh, good. Keeping it 100 with Conan. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's his own. <laughs> Rene Dupre. I thought he was going to be a big time. Yeah, and he had that prance dance. It's great stuff. Dance. Um, and lastly, you got a whole list here. The uh, it it was so short lived that it, I, I almost didn't even mention it. But Cesaro being teamed with Paul Heyman um, that that, never really got a. Ch- I mean, it was indeed. Like, that one one appearance, I feel like, or maybe yeah. two, and it just disappeared, and uh, that really could have been something. So, that, no, that's a great one. Uh, my honorable mentions: DDP, the motivational speaker, mm-hmm. uh, the real man's man, William Regal, uh, <laughs> real man. Michael Cole as the healing doctor that wants to wrestle Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> two guys that I haven't given up completely on, so I didn't. That, that's why they're honorable mentions. Uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Well, as they, when they're doing the cop thing. The fashion police, yeah. Fandango was like the hype. Like for, um, oh. And then I also said, to harken back to last week's gimmick changes thing, I think I think Akeem could have done a lot more. Yeah. I thought about Akeem myself, yeah. Um. By the way, I would like... We, we forgot about this. We haven't been doing it, but I would like to do a, Brown, a Mount Rushmore of uh, the top four favorites. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Come up with. I feel like you brushed that question off on one podcast. No, because we, we, we were unanimous. Yeah, we, sometimes we can't do a Mount Rushmore if there's not enough overlap. Like, right, right. This one might be tough then, actually. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. Well, I have an honorable mention from... <laughs> we should just pick my top four. I asked you for an honorable mention. I have it right here. It's uh, Los Fatadores, a very unknown tag team of two fat guys. You and Pete. Well, oh. They wear masks. We don't. We don't know. No, no, we don't know Los Fatadores. Like Hulk Hogan doesn't Nobody know Mister America. Ah. Yeah. Much yeah. like I'm not saying I'm Batman, but have you ever seen me and Batman in the same place at the That's same a good time? Point. Actually, to go with my Flash Punk Ahmed Johnson, I'm going to add Mister T. Yeah. He was pretty over The man who who drew who drove uh, uh, Roddy Piper insane yes. just by his very existence. <laughs> All right, you're number one. Number one. My number one is oh shit, I don't have one. Mister McMahon's million dollar mania <laughs> for the sole reason 
the sole reason. Now, oh God of Hellfire, I don't want to insult you. But if you give any old person any technology and put it on TV, live TV, and tell them to operate it, and they can't operate it, it is the funniest. He couldn't dial the number most weeks. He couldn't operate a, a dial tone phone. He was so used to the rotary phone. He couldn't. He had to have the big Kali one time come out and dial the number for him. He had Rick Flair come out and dial the number for him. The big Kali. And you know the best part. He called people live on the air. He left, one, he left one guy a message and told him he missed out on five hundred thousand dollars because he wouldn't answer his phone. Yeah, he cut a promo on him on his on his own. Uh, voice they, when they wouldn't answer and it would just ring. The one ring. woman who was in the stadium, they found her on, and she she's like, oh, oh yeah. my god, I'm surprised she knew the password because I mean you're, you know you're in the live crowd, it's on the screen, you don't right. pay attention. So fun fact about the million dollar challenge. That was actually one of the topic on Grill with JR a few weeks ago. Yeah. Actually, I listened to it on the way to record episode 32. Ah. The first week was a shoot with the calls. Yeah. Like, they called them blind. And it went so terribly, they were like, all right, we're going to pick the names we're going to call in advance. Call them in advance and be like, make sure you're home between this time and this time. Right. We're going to call you. Uh, and um, that's how they found they miraculously found the woman in the crowd. Uh, She's like, "Oh, I'm actually going to the show tonight. All right, where are you sitting? We're gonna find you." Wow. Who said that? Jr. said that. Yeah. Well, Jr. is an asshole. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's it brought like a little bit of a game show aspect to the WWE. Indiana Bones. It freshened up the the article I read on it said, "What a better way to look at that! Your dog's very smart." Oh, she's smart. Oh, he's smart. Shut up. Um, it, it it just added another layer to go get a cookie. It was it was hilarious. Go get a cookie. They were basically paying people to watch Raw, right? Yeah, it was. Uh... And it was actually Vince's money. It wasn't WWE money. He like it is, it's yeah. coming out of my personal. Was bank he account. really giving money out? Yes. yes. We were always like. Uh, so it's illegal on television to say you're giving something away and not actually doing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's an it's an FCC or a. FTC, Federal Trade Commission, like, Oh, by Anthony. They used to give away 100 grand it was a candy bar. Yeah, so they never said money. They're like, we're giving away 100 grand. And they're mm. very careful with wow. the words that they use. Wow. And as to not get the shareholders angry, Vince gave out his own personal wealth and not WWE money. Wow. So now he had it. But no, the more I, you know. I loved it, but I forget how it ended. Um, I don't. <laughs> oh, you're working me. They had the stage fall on him, and he called Triple H Paul on live TV to make it look real. <laughs> Damn it, Paul! Paul, my ass! The stage collapsed in on him. It was a riot. But that wasn't the first time he tried to kill himself. Why did he do that again? I... Because he didn't want to be Mr. McMahon anymore, and if you're dead on TV, you can't come back. But then he did. Right. And then someone blew up his limo, and then something real happened, so he was like, uh-oh. My honorable mention... Vince is kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, if you died on TV, you can't be the Somebody. owner. Well, I guess you don't get paid anymore, no. Vince. Mm-hmm. So, no. Mr. McMahon died, not Vince McMahon. Yes. It's the same goddamn person. Are Hulk Hogan and Mr. America the same person? No. That's different. I take offense to that. 
Shamday, I love your list. You made me laugh several times. I forgot about some of these things. I forgot about Vince dialing people and then not answering. <laughs> so I'm gonna look How up. about he just couldn't dial? <laughs> yeah, that part too. Oh, ringing, ringing. Like, Dial. Ringing, come on. He, he'd sit there sometimes and he'd motion like, come and on. then somebody didn't know the password. He's like, you're not watching the goddamn show. <laughs> and the best was like they gave out 75 grand, half a million dollars, $300,000, yes. you know, two grand. And then someone won 22 cents. No. Yes. Because <laughs> every week he gave away a million dollars. And they were like, how funny would it be if someone got like... It, it, it was they called sense. it Million Dollar Mania. No, I'm sorry, it was two dollars. Million Dollar Mania. Every week he gave. They called away. it Million Dollar Mania. No one won a million. No, he gave away a million every week. Yes. And one week he was like, "We'll give out half a million dollars. We'll give out nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars, and we'll give out two dollars." <laughs> it was brilliant. I love him. Uh, well done, stuff. Jonathan. Yes, it's good. Very My good. number one, which if you've been paying attention, has already been spoiled. Uh-oh. Or maybe you forgot because we've been talking for two hours. Yeah. My number Please, one... It doesn't have something to do with Alwyn, does it? No, it doesn't. First Benoit? Nope, never. Oh. My number one is the Nexus. Yes. But more specifically, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah. Oh. Bad... Yeah. Barrafts. <laughs> bad news Barrett and oh. the Nexus. Oh, and the mighty... Yeah. Oh, let me load it up. It was the bull hole. Here comes the forearm. The bull hammer. No, <laughs> Bad News Barrett was a great wrestler. Piece of shit. He had a stupid... <clears throat> Piece of shit. He had a stupid finisher, I'll give you that. But he was a great wrestler. He had size. He could talk. It was him. There was one shitty member of the Nexus. It was him, David Otago, who wasn't shitty, but he he's, sucked. He's Baron Corbin with talent. <laughs> so he's Baron Corbin. With right. Allen. So Baron Corbin. So you had Wade Barrett, David well, Otunga. My, my favorite Wade Barrett moment was on Raw when he broke his arm for like the last time. And Chris Jericho walks by as they're going off air and he goes, what happened to Barrett? Did he break his arm? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have the Nexus. After they fired Daniel Bryan, we had Wade Barrett... David Otunga, Michael Tarver, that was a shitty one. Darren Young, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel. He played it wrong. He said the one-man band. There was one more. There was Sheffield, Tarver, Young, Otunga. Sheffield. Otunga. Right back. Yep. Uh, Barrett, Gabriel, Brian. And they were running amok, destroying everybody yes. on the roster. It was a true invasion. They beat up Vince. <clears throat> they beat up The Undertaker. They beat up Ricky Steamboat, who couldn't even walk. They beat up the ring. That was one of the coolest moments ever. Yeah. Speaking of David Otunga, is he married to one of the Lost McMahon sisters? Or no, something? he's married to Jennifer Hudson from. Uh, why? Why? He's got nothing. No he has talent. A degree. What has he got? You he can't, can't turn that down. He's useless as a wrestler. He's useless as an announcer. He's got to have some pictures on somebody. He probably works. He's got in pictures the on Vince. I bet you he really works in the legal department. I bet he does. He's, yeah. So he's 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 doubling up with his job. That's right. I wrote down a code word. Do, do, do. Um, Everybody gives a shit. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why he's still there. Yeah. Start with um, <laughs> That's not right. But so that's they, not right. Destroy it. Who raised it's you? That's what he's got sack. Who raised you? Do you think there's a rhyme with he's got sack? Whatever. Starts with and rhymes. Speaking of which, and gimmicks, whatever happened to the guy who used to eat worms? I like him. Mm. He lied about Why did that go man. away? The he lied about man. his age, and they're like, oh, you're actually 50? See you later. Um, so what? Really? I'm trying to do my number one. Here. Good gimmick. Um, so they run amok. They <laughs> destroy. Just the fuck off. 
<laughs> they destroy everybody. Yeah. And then it comes down to the big SummerSlam match. Yep. And the plan was for Wade Barrett and Heath Slater to be the last two men standing, beat John Cena by countout. And Cena goes, I think it would be better if I pinned both of them by myself. Yep. Wow. End of story. Damn. Might as well fire everybody. Right. That piece of shit. Son of a bitch, John Cena. Wow, wow, wow. That is the, have you read the, uh, what's his name? The, who's the announcer that they were, that Dave Ryan choked out? Justin, uh, Justin Roberts. Oh, Justin Roberts. I read his book. It's phenomenal. But it's that, that moment sealed it all. When he goes, that's the best moment. That's the picture you take away from it. Is Dave Ryan choking me out. It looks, <laughs> it looks so real, but Vince hated that. Right. Yeah. Edge. Chris Jericho. Bret Hart. Who never puts anybody over. Daniel Bryan, R-Truth, and somebody else. How did Bret Hart fare in that match? He got beat! <laughs> they all put over the Nexus, except for Johnny Boy. Old Johnny yeah. Cakes. No, nope, can't lose to these all right, guys. It's gone on much too long. Hey, Nexus, Nexus uh, they had that good run of the Rumble that we went to in 2011, right? Yes, they split. That was CM Punk's Nexus. Yes, they right, split into the core of the Nexus. I think that's what really that's true. fucked it up. So CM Punk's Nexus was great. It was My- Michael McGillicuddy, David yep. Otunga, Mason Ryan, CM Punk. What about Mason Ryan? And Bray Wyatt. He was huge. Yeah. He was like he was chiseled out of stone, literally. The guy. He, yeah, he was. He was what the masterpiece should have been. Yeah, but that's my yeah. number one. On steroids. Bad news. Oh, one last thing. This would have been the greatest moment ever, but it would have been. It would have killed the town. The first time that WWE went to Chicago after CM Punk quit, they were gonna cue up Punk's music. And Greg uh, Barrett was going to come out and go, Were you expecting someone else? Uh, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. But nah, as we discussed been. before, Heyman already did that. Right. Maybe, Maybe he did with Heyman instead. Yeah. Right. Maybe David Otunga could have used this his gimmick. He could have came out and started throwing books at people. Yeah. Maybe he could have thrown work. his wife at people. <laughs> uh, that's true. Oh, wait, he already does. <laughs> so I think we all know what Strem's number one is. Yeah. He is a real American. <laughs> He was as over as it gets. Um, well, get your glasses ready because my number one is uh, the favorite tag team of Ten Count Wrestling. Kevin Sullivan, and aka the Tuxbury Brothers. It is the, the patron Be- saints of Ten Count Wrestling. <laughs> the Beverly Brothers. Oh. Beverly Brothers. It just won't go away. Hey, they—that's it's the theme of the episode. It's pretty much why I invented it, and they. Let's think about... Which only uh, proves my Enos, point. Enos and Blue. By them being number one, they never got over. Yeah. So, exactly. millions and millions of people can't be wrong. Shout out to a Boston boy on um, TV, Kevin Sullivan. They can, because, uh, I mean, look, they didn't like uh, Bo Dallas either. And Bo Dallas is great. But Enos and Bloom were the 89 rookies of the year, according to... Uh, uh, PWI? PWI. They were AWA Tag Team Champions. They were, like, just loaded with potential. And they really only had two years in WWF. And they had one tag team title match against Earthquake and Typhoon. Here we go. And they ended up being sort of a... They got squashed by the Steiners in the 93 Rumble and they never really recovered. Oh, I wonder just, why. They, remember they got like buried and... Yeah. Were uh, they old? Yeah, they got buried. They so had they the Shaker Hill spike. So they, they, they got buried so they couldn't go to the gym and work out. And they had my number one underrated finisher of all time. Such a good finisher. They had great entrance. 
the cheesy music, and they would look at each other and open their robes, and they had the genius with them. They should have had the titles. Oh my god. They were fantastic. The Beverly Brothers. What I remember about the Beverly Brothers is Justin Strip with his shit iPod from uh, 1995 driving down the road in his shit Taurus going, Trembley, can you guess what theme song this one is? Uh, I don't know. It's the Beverly Brothers. That doesn't sound like me. I think that's a hell of a pick. You know how I feel about the Beverly Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... Those are the lists. Oh, um, what a dud to end on. Congratulations. <laughs> we ended on the, the, the impetus for the All the listeners are sleeping. <laughs> I think for the true fans of this podcast... You'll love... We, they finally, Strem finally talked about the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, We're talking uh, about them every episode. Uh, we got episode 34 <laughs> next week. Um, I... I didn't really think of a topic. I was so busy coming up with this one. I think it might be time for us to do a worst of, though. We yeah. haven't done a worst of. Those are the best. Time. The negative episodes seem to get the most traction. So yeah. the worst, I think we should do. We've already done the worst WWF champions of all time. Mm-hmm. And the worst um, pay-per-view. We, we did that one? one? Yeah, we did that one. Hmm. Ric Flair made Trembley's list and it almost ended the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. WWF champ, no good. Wow, we could do... Uh... Worst, do we do worst Survivor Series? Oh, it's, it's summertime. You know what? The Dungeon of Doom's on TV right now. So we're going to do one of our honorary lists. Next week, top ten worst factions of all time. Wow. Not wow. named the Dungeon of Doom. So you got to omit the Dungeon of Doom. Worst wow. tag teams? Factions, groups, wow. stables. Factions, stable. Oh, sable. Wow. If it's sable, I'm in. <laughs> right to censor? <laughs> I like it. It's gonna be a good Top one. Top ten worst factions, as Santino Morello would say, of all the times. Mm-hmm. Worst factions. I love it. Oof. Well, um, this was a fun one. We know my number one is. So I'll, I'll give you a teaser. Your number oh. one out of the new day. Worst faction of all time. The new day. NWO. Wow. wow. Couldn't stand that thing. You're a fool. I know. I'm in the minority, but. Which version of the NWO? You could pick a... The, uh, from tip w- to taint? What? From tip to taint, the whole NWO, or...? Yes. Wow. Oh, God, yes. I think the truth... Was it the truth? Not the truth squad. The truth well, commission? Truth commission, yes. Let's not uh, spoil the list. So, oh, actually, I'm glad you brought that piece of it up, though. <laughs> I think it's fair game to look pick look a specific look era look of a stable. Yes. Oh, my God. So, like, WWE, NWO could be on there, but not the NWO. The four horsemen that had Paul Orndorff, but not necessarily the entire four horsemen. Oh, no. Not the four. That would be insane. DX without Shawn Michaels. DX in general. <laughs> DX in general. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Anyway. You know what? I wouldn't in. put the Hart Foundation on my worst stables list. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have to sully the good name. I'd put I'll... the Hart Foundation on there because I don't get why Brian Pillman was in the Hart Foundation. DX sucked. How's that sound? Uh, it didn't. If, if we're doing different versions, it doesn't of age it, well, but it sucked. If we're mm-hmm. doing different versions of it, it didn't yeah, age well. I could make a suck. case. It didn't age well. That's true. oh, so yeah, 2006 <laughs> DX could be right. on there. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's going to do it for this. Let's week. get behind ourselves real fast. That's what she said. See ya, <laughs> Jerry. Don't leave. I got to show you something. But uh, next week we're going to have more letters from the warrior.